Angel. We're doing the best we can. I've got every girl on the bleeding staff hunting for you. All right, where is it? Why haven't they found it? Faruka, sweetheart, I'm not a magician. Give me time. I want it now. What's the matter with those twerps down there? For five days now, the entire flipping factory's been on the job. They haven't shelled a peanut in there since Monday. They've been shelling flaming chocolate bars from dawn to dusk. Make them work nights. Sweetheart, I can't push them no harder. 19,000 bars an hour they're shelling. 760,000 they've done so far. You promised, Daddy. You promised I'd have it the very first day. You're going to be very unpopular around here, Henry, if you don't deliver soon. It breaks my heart, Henrietta. I hate to see you unhappy. I won't talk to you ever again. You're a rotten, mean father. You'll never give me anything I want. And I won't go to school till I have it. Baruka, sweetheart, angel. There are only four tickets left in the whole world, and the whole ruddy world's hunting for them. What can I do? I got it! I got it! I got it! It's about time, too! I want Happiness is what counts for children. Happiness and harmony. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back. Scott, you have a lot to say about this choice. I do. <laughs> but you know what, though? This movie, I feel like for many people of a certain age, it is comforting. Oh, absolutely. It's lovely. Uh, a lot to say as well. Uh, listeners... Thanks for tuning in. My name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these are the movies that made us gay. Yes. We took this show on the road. We are out in Joshua Tree visiting Mm -hmm. our friend Jared Anderson. Welcome onto the show, Jared. Welcome. Last Last year when we came out for Labyrinth. Yes. Yes, we're in the movies that made us mobile, parked out front <laughs> yeah. of my house. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We took on the wheels. show on the road. Yes. Movies on wheels. Uh, I they... always like the like the travel episodes. Mm-hmm. They they're happen fun. every once in a while. Yeah, they're fun. Thanks for having us, Jared. Thanks for being on the show. Um, I am welcome. so excited and so terrified. <laughs> Just much like children entering the factory. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing to be terrified about here. We're all welcome. All are welcome. Do you... Peter, yes. do you know about our little side conversation of that we had? Of course I do. Well, yeah, let me absolutely. intro the movie first. <laughs> we watched we Willy go. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, okay. directed by Mel Stewart, released June 30th, 1971. Wow. Willy Wonka. Mel Stewart, that prolific... Yeah, he's a <laughs> very tour. interesting career, because I mean, I mean, I'm sure that he's done other things, but I guess nothing quite measured up to Willy Wonka. But this movie was not... It barely grossed its budget when it came out in 1971. The success of this movie is very interesting because it didn't really turn a profit until, like, probably the 80s. Until it started just getting rerun on network cable, home video, and then it just sort of got this huge cult following behind it. 
Did you see? Um, there's a, a a couple of documentaries, and the one that they they partially credit Disney because sure. Disney oh, right. was so withholding and and very calculated about only releasing certain intellectual properties every seven years, and so there weren't as many family oriented videotapes that you could get. Oh yeah, okay. so ones I like Willy Wonka did well. Yeah, um, the VHS, the big clamshell VHS, because of yeah, because yeah. as, as uh, although it came with more of like a. It was a more um, humble cardboard case. <laughs> oh, the, okay. the the yes, the Disney ones because they you know they yeah. would fit in your collection, right? And right. also, this movie switched film studios that distributed it. Warner so Brothers. this was produced mm-hmm. by Paramount mm-hmm. and partly produced by the Quaker Oats Company. Yes. Fascinating story of just how <laughs> uh, yeah. a food company helped produce this movie. So Paramount produced it, and they ended up unloading it to Warner Brothers, thinking. What are we doing with this movie that's right. not making us – like that we didn't really make a profit off of? And Warner was just like, we will take this movie mm-hmm. and distribute it to video stores around the country. But that makes sense because, you know, uh, as former video store employees, Scott, you mm-hmm. and I remember uh, the Disney moratorium like you were yep. saying, how they put movies – on ice for a while. You yeah. Could not, they would edge you. Yeah. They would edge they you. Would edge you. <laughs> so hard. Uh, you know, and in a pre-Disney Plus world where you didn't have everything at your fingertips on demand, you had to go rent these movies at the video store sometime. They had them for rent, I feel like, towards the end. Mm-hmm. Once, it, once it was released. <laughs> I just envisioned myself chomping off a bite of this microphone like like uh, Augustus Galoop's dad. Mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just from I'm here, dissociating that already. red microphone looks like a big <laughs> How did you drop? I remember watching that scene as a kid and just thinking like how does that taste? Probably awful. Mm-hmm. The sound was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um wait, but, so can we Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Well, can we what? We'll, let's get into it. I just the two of you um are so lovely and positive and upbeat, <laughs> and that's why I'm here. Yes, um, to mix it up a little. One bit. One of our very good Judies. We've known you for years. Mm-hmm. Almost didn't <laughs> because of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the the story is uh, we talked about it on the what on the um, we got into it a episode, little bit just on for a moment. Episode. Yeah. So let me uh, bring us. Take yeah, I've, I've been waiting to see to talk. So yeah. I talked to the judge Take us back. for years, waiting for my day in court. Um, <laughs> I am uh, d- definitely Guilty. the perpetrator in this in this particular story. Right, right. Do you? Well, you have a uh, an incredible memory, Scott. Do you remember what it was that you said? So or I have the I have the post right here. Oh, geez. I have it in my notes. <laughs> I wrote, oh, I feel very attacked. I wrote on. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. That I wrote on <laughs> July 27th, 2019. Uh, do you want me to read the entire post? Not the entire post. It looks long, a po- but it's, your it's show. a little long. Oh, so, it's a post from Labyrinth? It's a post about this movie. Oh, theme. okay. So I think that I was just in a particularly bitchy mood sitting on the couch rewatching this movie for the hundredth got time. It, got it, got that it, got it. There's always been a quality. Okay, so don't get me wrong, Jared. I really like this movie. I am medicated. I've done a lot of therapy since this happened. You've done a lot of therapy. But there is a quality about this movie that I find so fascinating to revisit. And it's thoughts that I always had when I was a kid that there's something very off about this movie. And it's on purpose. (laughs) Everything is very off. Mel Stewart knew what he was doing when he did the tone of this movie. I think I was in a particularly bitchy mood. This afternoon, kind of reading back on all of this, I don't know if I really agree with it now. What year, actually? Do you mind saying what year it was? 
It was 2019. So we were just watching this at home, mm-hmm. and you wrote up a shady post. I wrote up a shady post about this movie. Got it. And kind of, I don't normally do this stuff now. On just Facebook? Because I don't really uh, like to kind of rag on movies that I know are really liked. I know that Well, you're very positive. You, your I'm brain doesn't even positive. really work yeah. that way that much. I mean, you I don't definitely write have opinions, posts but, like this yeah. all that much. Okay. Where is this posted? Facebook? This was on Facebook. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um... Does anyone fi- have conflicting feelings about this movie? As a kid, I always liked it, but there was always something uh, something off about it. Here's my hot take I've always had through my mind both then and now. Number one, the tone of this movie is all over the place, going from musical comedy to satire to horror and cautionary tale. There's a lot going on here. Number two, this isn't a popular opinion, but I've always thought Gene Wilder to be always a little miscast. I've always hated the way he yells at Charlie Bucket at the end. It's <laughs> jarring and off-putting. Wilder almost seems to be acting in a completely different movie at times. Maybe Peter Sellers or Dudley Moore would have been better. Regardless, Wonka should have been British. Three, it's a poor adaptation of Dahl's book. And I know that he himself took a lot of issue with that. But to be fair, he rarely liked cinematic adaptations of his work. Say what you want about Tim Burton's film, uh, which I've never really viewed as a remake. It's a better pass at the book. Number four. Even as a kid, I always knew Grandpa Joe was the worst. What a freeloader. Jumping out of bed at the chance to go to a chocolate factory while his yeah. family wallows in poverty. It's, Get a yeah. damn job, Grandpa Joe. This is more <laughs> a read on the book in general, but I've always thought Charlie should have taken his hardworking mom. Not to say that I don't really like this movie. I like I liked it a lot as a kid, but still do. But I've never really adored it as most do. Yeah. Maybe I was being a little too No, like when it. I hear mm-hmm. it now it's so funny cuz you're just like right and I agree and disagree with you, but at the time when you're going through grad school to be a therapist, I'm a therapist, they make you go to therapy and then they make you also do really hard like, you know, I was at a free clinic. Um I loved it there, but it it was just so much trauma and my therapist is poking me and then Scott comes at me sideways with some <laughs> ah. really wonka bullshit. And I Lost my cool uh, and just my oh my the thumbs, comments on this poster off the hook. My by thumbs the way. were on <laughs> fire. So did I start commenting on the post or did I just come at you directly with text I messages? I think that it was lawyers? a little bit of both. I think that you may have commented on the post and then you shot me a text message. <laughs> I was it was before I invented calling the cops to go to your house to um <laughs> what do you call that when swatting you, swatting yeah <laughs> just whatever I no I just lost my cool. And you are, I think because you're so sweet and like upbeat usually, I just, I don't know. It was so stupid and so dumb, but it got to the point where I realized whatever like frustration and like arguing with you, I I don't remember how it happened, but I remember knowing, oh, now I've, Peter's actually pissed off because Peter was, you know, feeling protective (laughs) of Scott. I don't think, I don't think Peter cared at all. Oh, I thought Peter was actually, because Peter's a little more mysterious and, and when it comes to conflict, I think. And Anyways, I we we're fine, but like we, I don't think we did talk for at least a month. Like we were de- we were on a break <laughs> for a minute, and I was legit still kind of like ang- couldn't figure out why I was angry at. But that's that's just how like out of nowhere emotions. Anyway, sure, sure. Um, then this is what I think. This just killed me. I was telling my friend Paul about this. So. Um, hey, you guys, our, our our guest bedroom come come out, and you guys are okay. Maybe we can um, film an episode. And I was like, cool, uh-huh. we could do Willy Wonka. Uh-huh. And um, 
and you guys were like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. And but I could tell it was like, yeah, Willy Wonka just gets a little touchy sometimes, but let's do it. You know, and I, f- I figured it was no big deal. We'll laugh about it. And then um, a couple weeks ago, Scott's like, so, yeah, um, like what other movies do you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you like? I'm a Dovar. I do. I'm obsessed. Um, and But I was like, oh, he's literally still like there's still some. Okay. So can I say something here? Neither of you have any chill whatsoever. First you of think all. Scott? I know I don't. No. Both of you have zero chill. Right. So you <laughs> who are like I feel like we're in a we're in like a, a therapy session. Yeah. It's like an intervention so, confrontation. So when so when you are like, oh, there's a tiny little baby popcorn unpopped kernel of like uh unprocessed conflict. Yeah. You're like, let's talk about that. And mm-hmm. Scott's like, eh, whatever. That movie's cool. We could do it. But let me throw in some other options. N- knowing that Jared is also like the Poconetcha Poconetcha. So just like <laughs> casually. But also, what about these? And so, I don't know. I think another less conflict-inclined person would just be like, sure, we'll do that movie or whatever and not even bring it up. And But then I feel like, uh, well, what? <laughs> No, I just think like, that, that I, I think that the two of you are both just like. Well, no, there's more. So then oh. <laughs> I thought I thought I I'm gonna come at Scott with just love and like it was not cool. I was not being nice. Like it, it did get a little mean. Like last time, I remember like being so. I think I was you like remember. driving around like because you know how you have like drafts so that you can win an argument. And I had like drafts of of notes. It was so stupid. So then I thought I'm gonna just call him. I'm like, hey, hey, girl. So I'm so excited you guys are going to come out. And I already knew a three point. I'm like, so Scott, I totally am okay talking, but let's just talk about it real quick right now. Like either you don't think this movie's very gay or you think you just don't really want to watch it because I know you don't like it. Mm -hmm. Or we have been, we argued about this, almost destroyed our friendship. And so (laughs) you don't want to put that on the mic, you know? And I had like, I just like, let's confront. And Scott was like, "Um, it's cool. Let's just do it. And I was like, well, wait, but I don't know. I'm like, why aren't we talking about it? Are we? Did you, want me I to, don't... did you want me to put up more of a fight of not to do it? This is yeah. going to be couples counseling where you say what I hear you saying, Jared. <laughs> and I also to think, everything. too, like on the one hand, it's like this is the movie podcast where we talk about what movies we want to talk about because it's our show and not yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was one of my questions. So, so, so do you want to like... respond now? Because you are kind of – um, non-confrontational, which I like about you. I don't want to hang out with if assholes. Kind of I want to be the asshole. In the... You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, were any of those things or all three of those things kind of true? You don't think it's a super gay movie. We do fight about it and you don't want to watch it again. Oh, no. I will gladly sit down and rewatch this movie. And like I said we in the post. Now Amazon, that you show the post, Amazon you were Prime. watching it, which is so funny I to did, me. I did say that like I still enjoy the movie and yeah. I like rewatching it. You just I just me. thought that it was a little bit of an out-of-the-box choice to do for the episode, which I'm curious to kind of hear your thoughts yeah, I... on the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, now we can get into it. Okay. Are we well, all, so we're good. Well, I want to say one thing, too. Uh, we... Uh, our proponents of physical media. We we I love that still have yeah. all of our DVDs, right? We haven't gotten rid yeah. of them. Closet full of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Blu-ray collection was ever expanding. And then when 4K came around, that became ever expanding. So we have a large physical media collection. All those movies now come with a digital copy and we get those. And we primarily are uh, Apple TV iTunes users for mm-hmm. our digital format, right? Um, occasionally there's a movie that we have the DVD of. And we just haven't upscaled to purchase a Blu-ray or a 4K, and we don't have it streaming. And sometimes we're like, I don't want to go dig into the graveyard and find it, so let's buy it on streaming. So we'll buy it on streaming. If it's on Apple, we'll buy it for this five dollars. This is one that we bought off Amazon. But this is where I'm going mm-hmm. with this. Our our Amazon collection are, are kind of ragtag. The Amazon movie collection out of control. is our is our like backyard like. It's like the boneyard. Yeah, we'll buy it, but we're only going to buy it because it's, like, really cheap, and I don't want to spend the money to have it on... And Willy Wonka is a movie that kind of goes on and off of. It's not on free streaming. Can I tell you you what we own on Amazon Prime? Howard the Duck. (sighs) Krull from 1983. The the Last Starfighter. Uh, Krull. Krull is a is a nineteen eighty three sci fi movie. Okay. Krull with a U. The last I don't know what these are. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King's It from the nineties, the movie, the TV with Tim, series with um, Tim Burton. Yeah. No, Tim. Um, Tim, Curry. Tim Burton. Tim Curry. Uh, Big Top Pee Wee. <gasps> That's that that traveler gypsy wagon that yeah, I was th- staying in. Scrooged, uh, Back to the Beach, Adventures in Babysitting. Scrooge is so Willy, good. Willy Wonka and the Nipples. Chocolate Factory. So this is just. They're, it's like you're wandering around the video store. Yeah, it's in the very early Hollywood 90s. video by mm-hmm. two. Yeah. One our, our Apple yeah. uh, collection is like it, over three. It's kind of a little bit of everything. But this film yeah. is a like true. It doesn't quite belong there except I was for like, I'll Pee-wee. Just get it on. But, I'll just get it on. Amazon. Okay. Um, Wait, is that a microaggression? What you did, yes, just saying this movie belongs absolutely. in your trash bin? Yes. Okay. Yes. 100%. Here we go. I didn't. I, you're the. You are definitely the wild card. I knew Scott was going to come for my throat in a passive aggressive sure, way, but sure. you're just um, purely so I confrontational. Think in yeah. the in the like pantheon of like kids family movies of uh, a time gone by. Right. Early seventies, very interesting and, time, and especially for family movies. Thing. Yep, this movie looks like it's up there with like Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Age wise, those movies are from the, the early sixties. Okay. This shit came out in nineteen seventy one. I was born a mere six years after this movie was released, and this shit. Granted, this is not filmed. It, in America, this is part of its charm. Mm-hmm. It's part of its timeless otherworldliness. This is filmed in Munich, Germany. Maybe to Germans, it's not otherworldly. It's mm-hmm. worldly. Yeah. But to, but to us, as an American audience, we're watching this going, is this Germany? And Is yeah. this Europe? Is this Europe? A, a is this Mentos England? commercial? Yeah. Bavaria. Um, Bavaria, yeah. Uh, and so it has this like otherworldly quality to an American audience. It's a storybook sort of like neutral. Yes. Right. But these children, these little kids, these children are dressed like they're background extras and like help or something like that it doesn't look like even 70s to me it looks like mm-hmm. so like it looks older than it is help the beatles film yeah, they the should beatles be like me, yeah. they should be chasing the beatles down the street yes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so it just has this thing where it's like even as someone who was a child in the 80s watching it i'm thinking this is an old movie right well um, that's enough so now we can kind of get into it because yeah. it there's a there's Obviously, there's reasons for all of these qualities of it. Yeah. And 
partially the director, partially the budget, partially um, the location, and and the budget is a huge reason. And right, I, right, right, right. There's a huge. There's like a, a really. There's some important theories about creativity that are about. Um, you need to be given limitations right mm-hmm. in, in a, a frame. I have these cards called the um, um I'll, I'll think of them. Um, it's the, the the necessity is the father of the invention. producers of of like Beatles and U two records and and um and David Byrne. They have these these cards where they're just mm-hmm. these little rules. And so like if if you can do anything you want with creativity, sometimes you don't know where to start. Right. But if you limit yourself, sometimes you just have to figure shit out, right? Which is this this film is very that sure, and it's yeah. why uh, certain huge Hollywood movies that have budgets of two hundred and fifty million dollars are soulless. Are yeah, they and, feel yeah. soulless and just lasted, all over like the this, place, yeah. and they don't age again. particular that that well. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the it's the necessity is the father of invention kind of idiom yeah. idiom axiom idiom. Um, you know, but the other thing too is that the 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 spooky tone of this movie. Everybody's just like, "Oh, like Willy Wonka, it's so wild," and like they were on drugs and like blah blah blah. It's like that's a very like dumb like pedestrian person's way of like saying that it's like kind of weird and out there, right? Mm-hmm. But like Matilda, James and James, it's rolled yeah. like, doll. It's kind it's of rolled doll. It's the material. It lends itself to the material. Yeah. yeah, and when you read these books as as an adult, because it's like it's okay, Brian Eno. He always a... would, would tell people, "You you can't use drums on this record, or ah. this <laughs> album um, has to have all be in minor keys or whatever." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, you read James and the Giant Peach, do a book report on it in like the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. You're a fourth grader, so you're just like, hey, "Yeah, there's this big peach." But you know, when you see it as an adult, and it's like the the two ants and like. One of them's like really fat, and one of them's really skinny. and looks like a skeleton, and like they're and they make him eat like garbage, and like all the and Matilda, and like all that crazy shit that goes on there. And it's like, um, I don't know. I don't think people watch Matilda and they're like Danny DeVito was on drugs. They're just like, oh, what a funny, whimsical mm-hmm. movie. Uh, but this one, I feel like in particular, it has that like psychedelic, yeah, kind of. Um, reputation with it and i don't know if it's the time that it was produced or what um i think our you know biggest one of our biggest takeaways when we we watched it and preparing for this was just like we are veruca salt and yeah <laughs> veruca salt does feel like gay culture and she i want it my way she's gay yeah. rights mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's twink rights and willie uh, Wonka, obviously but yeah yeah um well, it it's Roald Dahl writes deep trauma. Yes, the sure. adults are always the most cruel in like ways that a lot of people look at it and go, "Is this what? How did this right. even right. happen?" Um, but in it, it the whole moral ground is flipped. You you can't quite tell. Everyone is everyone except Charlie, arguably. Um, is a villain. Every single person, <laughs> Willy Wonka is so twisted and yeah. so manipulative. Yeah. The mother is the most codependent doormat. <laughs> sure. Dependent woman This poor. I mean, we obviously <laughs> empathize with her. She's the most empathetic of all the characters, sure. but the fact that she didn't have grandpa Joe, like looking through the classifieds for a fucking right. job. When they right. say, yeah. uh, we, they haven't gotten out of bed in 20 years. Grandpa George <laughs> is a, is a full weekend at Bernie situation. Well, grandpa George is an invalid. Absolutely. He cannot yeah. move a muscle. Um, you know, another thing about this movie though, it's like, we as we as gay people 
<laughs> we watch this movie and maybe we have some kind of affinity with Charlie's mother. And we're like, okay, it's this little boy and this relationship with his mom and all mm. that. And we love it and it's great and it makes us feel like warm and snuggly. And then she starts singing that song and she's like oh. washing the rugs like on a stone in the river and it's like fast <laughs> i cannot fast forward fast enough it's between like, as, it's like that scene and the climb every mountain scene yeah that yeah. mother Ma, superior like, sings Ma, in the sound mother of music. issues <laughs> like you know whatever we chill, little boys being attached to apron strings and all that we still fast forward that song yeah but you know faster. when we were watching it yesterday it's yeah. a very beautiful song I, I think it's. I think it's. Very yeah, beautiful. I was it's, getting it's a very into it too. Beautiful, but it's a very yeah. nice moment in this weird movie. Right. I think some yeah. people are probably waiting for the the candy right. factory. I I love the intro, but the whole intro. What did you say? It's twenty minutes. Forty five. Forty five. Oh, yeah. Minutes. I think it's 40 I, minutes, yeah. I, and we are going to talk about it, but but <laughs> um, but except for it, yeah, I still that song. I don't know. It, Something else could have been. It is sure. just so dark. It does just sort of stick out in the movie. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. She's not – her singing voice is like pretty, but it's not like beautiful right, too. Right, right. Like if her voice had been a little more mellifluous or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah. I guess I have mixed feelings about revisiting it now that yeah. I think it's yeah. a very interesting moment in this crazy yeah. movie. Yeah. It's just the – the director really went for the jugular when it comes to true emotions. Sure. So like – and that is what you were talking about in your misguided early review. Um, <laughs> and you're completely – Is the wrong full commitment that these actors or that this – you know. And But but back to the, the sort of moral ambiguity and moral just chaos. As a, as a gay – so I – my 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 stepdad fell on his head and had a had a brain injury and he was so unpredictable. Sure. And my mom and my grandfather my grandfather was a pastor. My mom was the prom queen. So there was this this sort of air of perfection that we were all sort of putting forward at church. And yet we all had secrets. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was the gay and and I kept thinking what and it, this movie perfectly encapsulates how. There's no such thing as any type of moral up or down in this movie. All of the straight like parents – when I say straight, I don't mean like straight versus gay. I mean, right. I mean like they're supposed to be the straight man judging mm-hmm. Willy Wonka for being so crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously they are off their rockers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's totally – my stepdad would be literally coked up on either cocaine or meth mm-hmm. playing drums at church. Yeah. And people say, he's so talented. And like he's sweaty because he's on drugs and all of you are on drugs. And this whole thing is like, what are we doing? And when you're gay, you live in that sort of like what's real, what's not. And you live outside the matrix. And obviously this is one of those movies where you as the viewer are empathizing both with Charlie who believes sort of in magic. Mm -hmm. And then Willy Wonka who is this wild bachelor (laughs) who – you think is brilliant, but at the same time, all of the the regular parents, the straight parents, are looking at him like, "You cuckoo," yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the whole thing is so funny. Like, what is Ru- RuPaul always says stuff about that? About how this is all just a a mirage. What does she say? Right, right. I can't think of the quote right now. Yeah, she says this is right. just um, we're all playing here, yeah. and 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 so yeah, I think there are certain movies like Labyrinth. Um, like anything that Pee Wee Herman did, um, for me it was also um, Never Ending Story mm-hmm. and um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, where these like evil but fabulous and colorful <laughs> adults. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because all these films hate children. Well, okay, so I I what 
stands out to me the most is that I remember reading Roald Dahl's book, Boy. And that's the most grounded in reality. And it's and it's based on his childhood, it's right? A, it's, more yeah. it's more of a memoir based on his childhood. Mm-hmm. And he talks about uh, the Cadbury factory opening up across the way from the boys' school wow. that he worked Big inspiration, that he went to school. Inspiration at. for the chocolate factory. And the Cadbury yep. factory went to the school administrator and said, can we test out some new recipes on the boys. And I said, sure. So the boys got to have chocolate, you know, grooming, <laughs> uh, pretty regularly. And so that kind of, and you know, it's bad, but th- what you get, my, the takeaway from it. And then what you kind of think about is in all of his movies is that he really grew up in a children should be s- seen and not heard environment, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and all the adults in all of his books, Matilda, the witches, Charlie and Chocolate, they're very much like children are third, fourth class citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Furniture. Yeah. yeah. They should just, they're here. We have kids, but whatever. Um, And Wonka is kind of like the one person who, I don't know. He wants to hear from Charlie. He kind of does hate the other children. He's doing and he's doing this all as a test too. He hates the other children because they're naughty. Like the thing is, ultimately at the end of the day, Mike TV is a bad is a naughty boy, and Veruca Salt is a bad egg. Um, Augustus, I guess, is gluttonous. Um, Yeah, so I guess he doesn't like them because they're Charlie is the one that's the most true of heart i guess yeah and so he does want to hear from him and talk to him and, and all that uh so he's looking at children in a different way than most of the adults who just kind of like the parents like their kids but they like them as kind of like a product right well then they they're completely indulgent yeah um powerless parents too which yes. is kind of interesting mm-hmm. that that he does get, in this particular one i guess it gives the children power in all of his stories but and this was the most as far as I've heard, this is one that was definitely a, like an actual – he would tell this to his kids at story time, at bedtime. Sure. And then it, it was the first one I think that he, he actually he, – he wrote one other book, but this is the first one of those type of stories that he wrote into a children's book. Okay. And it does um, – where was I going with this? I drink so much coffee today. I don't know. I'll <laughs> crack down on coffee like my stepdad. Um, but uh, – that the the sort of the rules of camp are definitely alive here, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's it's basically calling out hypocrisy. Sure, kind of saying mm-hmm. why are we all pretending that we are not so ridiculous, just gross, burning and fart, fart, <laughs> farting animals? Why are we all pretending to be so posh? Right, and um and so everyone's qualities, Veruca being the front of the pack, um are so turned up the way that Camp and John Waters would have everything mm-hmm. like on eleven. Right, um, and Children. gay people see that because they're like, "I'm." You want me to hide everything and just pretend sure. to be a regular boy? And I think that John Waters yeah. talks about when he did Pecker of letting kids be crazy, and you don't really see that a lot in pop culture. And he loves shit like that. Yeah, of when you get to see these kids just. Well, being, yeah, because in movies, kids are precocious. Yeah. You just get to see smart. these kids being rotted, yeah. which is yeah, and that is <laughs> that is very camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's. I actually find comfort in the blind loyalty of each parent to their their, sure. their child. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not the best child rearing to have no boundaries. But uh, sometimes I'll be working with clients and 
I'll, I'll use this example. You're at Target and they don't have this, I don't think, anymore. But there was a cage, a huge cage with those like inexpensive beach ball type yeah. of balls. Yeah. Now they have pillows. <laughs> okay, <Target>. cool. Same. <laughs> and so children say yay and then you just end up with a bunch of balls down an aisle going all, all, all over yeah. the place. And uh, some Karen comes by and says, you can't do that. You're going to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so there's two ways that parents respond. And the terrible one is a parent that takes the stranger's side and says, I'm so sorry. We're, I'm so embarrassed by my child for, for acting this way or whatever, sure. which is a shame response. Um, it's okay to say, yeah, my kid's being a bit of an asshole, but we can afford these fucking balls. Mind your business. This is my baby. That's my baby. And all four of the bad parents in this, they side with their children. Right. And even though their children are, are acting a fool and acting poorly, the fact that they side with them, even if it's irrational, there is some health in that. I'll just say from like a health, <laughs> okay. whatever, mm-hmm. because to know that your parents take your side anyways, um, and and you want that as a gay. You hear so many stories of like I was so close to my mom and then I came out to her and we didn't talk for two years. Right. right. And it's like, what? Yeah. You know, like because oftentimes they're choosing God. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird. But but in this – I do appreciate that in this movie. In this – yeah. that. Anyway. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's uh, one of the bigger jokes is um, when we do first meet Veruca and the, her – peanut shelling factory and all the women are like yeah. shelling the peanuts and finally she you know the one finds it i found it i found the golden ticket mm-hmm. and and the mother says some line about just like you know just want to have a happy child as they're like down in these like tum- <laughs> that mother items or whatever i love that mother yeah the mm-hmm. mom is amazed she's just like knitting and she's just like this very casual delivery if you don't find it soon you're gonna have a very unhappy little girl and then she finds it and she's like well that's what that's what it's about it's all about happiness you know we just got to be happy i love veruca's father always just seems to be about to lose it happiness and harmony yeah yeah um but yeah, Veruca's dad always seems very on the edge, like he's about to so sweaty. He's about just, to yeah. like tell off his daughter, and then he holds back. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So okay, so I have a I have a question going back a little bit. Is that song the Candyman written for this movie? I think it was. So I was seeing so like Sammy Davis Jr. singing. The I, was singing that, this um, I was seeing that. I was seeing that. The film introduced the song The Candyman, which went on to oh. be recorded by Sammy Davis oh. Jr. and oh, well. became a popular hit. I think they wrote, birds flying high, you know how I feel. Feeling good that like Michael Bublé and a bunch of people yeah. sing. They wrote that song. They wrote some good songs. What? Yeah. They did a bunch of Broadway. They the were, people who wrote the music for this. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. Bercuse and Newman. Leslie Bercuse. Bur- I don't know if I'm saying it right. But. I would like to talk about that. <laughs> I think... The satire tone of this movie that I appreciate now that it swings really big, especially in the first 30 minutes of this movie. Yeah, the teacher. The teacher, um, all of the cutaways. The psychiatrist. Kind of seem to be from a completely different movie. The woman whose husband was taken hostage. my God. There's another one. Go ahead. There's one that's cut out that I can tell you about. I I was going to say, like, there's scenes when I was a kid that I didn't really get just because when you're a small child, stuff like satire is sometimes – sometimes it's hard to explain of when you see it and you you know that there is something off about this, but you don't know why. It's – I almost kind of thought that – was there another movie that was recorded on the same tape? I'm sorry, Mrs. Curtis. Doesn't seem to be anything in his papers to give us a clue. They kidnapped my husband 12 hours ago. 
When are we going to hear from them? What do they want? Try to stay calm. They did it for ransom. All we can do is wait to hear their demands. I'll give them anything. Anything they want. All I want is to have Harold back. Go ahead. We're listening. your husband's life or your case of Wonka bars. How long will they give me to think it over? That yeah, it's just cutting in. So, it's kind of yeah. stuff like that, which I think is genius now. That I think I we think were both that, saying the yeah. woman with the hostage, yeah. that particular one by then, even though you've been, oh my fucking God, the guy with the buttons and the, the computer, I cannot <laughs> with that guy. Because kids love to push <laughs> buttons and the, the way that the buttons... You just want to push those buttons yeah. so bad. Yeah, but, they're very like – But yeah, that lady – so there was one other one where um, – and I think this is actually in the book too where um, a mountain climber gets to the top peak of you know like um, the Alps or something like that. No, no. It's – it's um, what's the one in India? And um, Himalayas. And there's a guru, uh, like an Indian guru who says something about the like meaning of life and, and chocolate bars or whatever. And apparently it was a little too – kind of like that lady. It was like a little too disarming or, or like hopeless because he says like there's is no it, hope for life if I don't have a – a deleted scene? It's, a, it's the only deleted scene oh, because they – because the budget was so taut – um, they basically just shot everything you see. Sure. And, and, but there's one – they did delete that one vignette of like a guru. So. But yeah, it's it's scenes that I used to kind of be turned off when I was a small child watching. But now I kind of love them. Just yeah. these weird vignettes of just sort of the Wonka mania overtaking the world. And those are big – those are big swings to have in a children's movie. And yeah, Mel Stewart wild. was completely game to put – something like that in it yeah which the, i think is pretty cool the newscaster is a nice he's a little more balanced because he's he's serious he's got that beautiful newscaster voice but there's a little he's a little bit warmer and like that and when it's warm it's very warm because because charlie is so that little boy is so and i told you guys my um my buddy that i used to work with at a group home grew up in maybe vermont where that actor became a veterinarian and my buddy used to take his dog to the actual charlie to get his dogs. Yeah, I, I think I was telling you guys yesterday that uh, this child actor used his salary, used what money that he made from this movie, and he bought a horse. And it just sort of ignited this love for animals, and it's why he became a vet. Mm, he left lovely. kind yeah. of child acting behind to be a veterinarian. And really, all of these child actors, this was kind of their one big thing, and they didn't really go on to do anything. I mean, maybe some of the girls went on to do some... Veruca did. Julie Don Cole sure. uh, uh, is just a, a working actress. Mm-hmm. You know, she was still working up to the, the, the 2000 teens on television shows and uh, in the UK and things like that. The actress People who's, don't talk about... Who's Veruca? Like, yeah. actor for actor, every single actor in this, home run. <laughs> like yeah. all the all of the bit part people, and there's a lot of German. They they, they talk yeah. about how the the Oompa Loompas had a lot of trouble learning the dance moves because it was really hard to choreograph for people who didn't speak English sure. and and learning the the um the words to the song and stuff. And, and usually for play. casting calls for little people, it's kind of all across the boards of all nationalities too, except mm-hmm. European <laughs> in this particular case. Yeah, because they weren't flying anyone over there, but. Um, and the, um, 
we were talking about the actual candy. Um, I don't know if you heard they they did so they did start out with some actual chocolate candies the the, the Quaker Oats things right the particularly the chocolate bar the actual just Wonka bar they they actually sent out a whole boxes of to start selling their Quaker Oats chocolate bars and there was yeah. a problem with just ironically with the recipe for the just chocolate and they had to recall them they never and they okay. had to eventually just abandon the whole thing and just yeah. sell the, the licensing to some other company. Sure. And that's just so weird. It's yeah. so ironic. And that's in, and that's Quaker that they licensed the Willy Wonka name. Okay. And then the Willy Wonka candy after that, that you would see in stores was well, hardly any chocolate. I think producer, it ended up, it didn't end up becoming Nestle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nestle ended up owning it. It yeah. went to another company first and then it went to, so when we, we were talking about how they did have gobstoppers yeah. and they were kind of a cute little, fruity candy but then then it ended up at at nestle but the um so the the producer his daughter was obsessed with the book and he had it in his pocket like i want to make this and he just happened to come across quaker oats who wanted and he was like are you kidding me like i want to we they're like we need a candy and so he's like well this book is about candy my daughter loves it and they're like oh well then we could buy the rights to the candy and make the movie and then we'll get rich off the candy and you can co-finance the movie it's so weird that all we have is a movie at the end of the day because the candy never really they right the one candy that took off was this thing called a scrunch bar which sounds kind of gross especially now that we have scrunchies that you put in your hair all the all the candy names in the movie like there were like Scrunch Mellow and like all this weird shit. I'm just like, don't they, like the Wonka bar. That was the only one that I was ever like, I want to eat that. Yeah, the one that Same. Charlie opened that had the golden ticket in it. I want the other one. Chocolate. I want the other one. Charlie is eating the round one. The round one. Yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. would the golden ticket even be in that? Because that's not even a bar. It's like I think the golden ticket was just in the bars. Yeah, but he was, was opening it up Wonka like bars. there would be a ticket in it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's the one that they bought him for his birthday. And he was like, eh, and there was nothing in it. You were saying that the guy that works at the candy store was giving you, like, child catcher oh, vibes yeah. from, from, I don't uh, like it. There's some untrustworthy bang bang. him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the whole thing, like, like, the way they're edging you, you know that winning it, because people are freaking out so much, like, they really built stakes. Right. And they really made it seem the way the Tinkerman, nobody ever goes in and nobody <laughs> ever goes out. And um, with this almost giant, too much. With this yeah. giant butcher knife attached to his cart. Oh, I noticed yeah. that in this viewing. Um, this that's what you were saying in your in your thing was just like, God, this is really heavy. These people are like really. So, okay. So my thing is, especially when I was a kid, I would watch these movies and I would try to imagine these events unfolding in the real world, right? How could I travel underground through the pipes with my friends to find rich stuff. You know, how could I, mm-hmm. uh, if there was a contest and they truly did have only four golden tickets, five, five golden tickets and every Kit Kat bar across the globe. What are the odds that it's going to be found? Because I'm like every corner store, every bodega, every airport every grocery store the amount of kit kat bars that are just there right um and you don't know which have been waiting sitting there before the competition exactly so i i'm just thinking as a child i'm thinking (laughs) this i'm like these odds are astronomical i would never find a golden ticket in my favorite kit kat bar uh 
Because there's just like it's going to be in some random, you know, bodega in the middle of like Chatsworth or something, and I'm not going to be the one to get it. And then there was like there's like a date. It's like come to the factory on this day, and they're like, "Well, that, why that's tomorrow, October first? You know? That's tomorrow." Um, so I'm like, what if nobody just ever? Found this is it? there's an episode on the on the office where Michael Scott yeah. does that, and they all end up in the same. Way. The, <laughs> they get all the coupons, <laughs> which is yeah. what would really happen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Except you realize, like, I guess if we're going to be granular about it, um, the, <laughs> the actor that plays Slugworth, and I mean that, that like within the plot actor, yes, um, must have been because because then when an adult wins, you're like, wait a minute, only children have been winning. Because yeah. that's the thing too. I was like, what if just some like random, like, what if. I, as like a 45-year-old man, bought a Kit Kat. And I was like, oh, I got this golden ticket. I get to go. Like, fuck you, kids. Yeah. This chocolate factory is mine. Yeah. You know? And there was never... I mean, of you course... You would have taken Scott and you guys would have been wearing a collar and doing puppy play. Just something to make it a little weird for Ooh, everybody. Like, well, it would have been very supermarket sweep. <laughs> we would have had our sweatshirts. Printed. Airbrushed <laughs> sweatshirts. You know? The big name tag that's like a price tag. Yeah. It would be that. I would just be like, excuse me, Mr. Wonka, when do I get my shopping cart that I can just fill with candy? The new um, Leslie Jones Supermarket Suite is so sweet. It's, it's so good it's and cute. so underrated. Yeah. I think it was canceled. It's cute. It was. We watched yeah. every episode. I'm we so We watched mad. most of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went back and watched the, the original on Amazon Prime. I keep talking about it with Michael. <laughs> yeah. I love Slugworth appearing when all of these kids find the golden and none, none of the parents are supervising and that's when just sort of creep is talking to their grooming yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very spooky it's grooming. like how does he how does he know to be there well but that's the thing he mm-hmm. we find out that he does in fact work for wonka yeah right he's like oh that's not slugworth well that's it's like, again that's steve uh, adults putting children like through these like steven steven accounting yeah yeah these trials you can't win at. And and as a child, you're just like, yes, that is what being a child yeah. like feels like is yeah. you're asking me yeah. to do this, but showing me to do that. It's also confusing. It made me gay. That's definitely like, <laughs> I definitely, and we haven't even gotten to the whole psychology of just Willy Wonka himself, which right. obviously it's like huge. Um, yeah. but, and I'm not even saying he's gay. I, I think that's a whole thing too, but anyway, I, that's I, not I also think ahead, that, but. uh, putting myself in the movie, mm-hmm. Like I did as a child, and if I lived with my four grandparents sharing a bed, and they were like, "Here's your birthday candy bar," I would be like, yeah. "Thanks," and walk away and eat it. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, "And a piece for you," and a piece for you. Yeah, the whole thing is so enmeshed. I, I would be it, so. Yeah. I was a selfish kid. Charlie's like, sad birthday. You. Yeah, I'd be like, He's "This get, is." He gets a scarf. This is great. This mm-hmm. scarf that you all knitted is great. I mean, granted. It only takes one person in a scarf. It's the easiest thing to knit. Cabbage you water? You just knit and then you stop. Um, what the F is cabbage water? Cabbage water sounds awful. I was always very fascinated with their sad TV, too. It's oh, so little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, the TV, the, 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 it's a piece of furniture, but the screen is like a, a, a postage stamp. How crazy when they shoot, to fast forward, when they shoot... Mike TV looking up at his mom, and oh, you yeah. can tell he's standing in front of like a movie screen, and they yeah. just shot the movie screen. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of TVs, I do enjoy Violet Beauregard's characterization. Like, she... well, the outfit is, and you know, and you know, is great. And you know why I always love Violet because is because Montana. you get a shout out of Montana. One of these kids from Mont, a kid from Montana, got to go to the chocolate factory. I was so into that as a kid. It's pretty well. 
and happen right here too, unbelievable as it sounds, right here in America, where even in the smallest town, the happiest of dreams can come true. Because, folks, here she is, Miss Violet Beauregard, finder of Wonka's golden ticket number three from Miles City, Montana. And with her, the proud parents, Mr. Beauregard, a prominent local politician, a great civic leader. Hi, friend Sam Beauregard here, Square Deal Sam, to you with all of today's great giveaway bargains, the finest values you'll get anywhere in the entire country. Now, this little Come number on, right Dad, here is a four-horse sedan. Sir, Violet, would you care to say a few words sure, to the nation? Here it is, golden ticket number three, and it's all mine. Tell us how it happened, Violet. Well, I'm a gum chewer normally, but when I heard about these ticket things of Wonka's, I laid off the gum and switched to candy bars instead. Now, of course, I'm right back on gum. I chew it all day except at mealtimes when I stick it behind my ear. Violet. Call it, Mother. Now, this piece of gum here is one that I've been chewing on for three months solid, and that's a world record. It's beaten the record held by my best friend, Miss Cornelia Prince Medal. And was she mad? <laughs> Hi, Cornelia. How are you, sweetie? Let me just butt in here for a moment to say... Who knew they had cars in Montana? <laughs> Miles City, Montana is a small town in eastern Montana. Are they just on a horse and buggy out there? I was going to say, do you remember your last stagecoach before you guys <laughs> no. went to the Beauregard? You know, uh, I feel like so I would... I would some, Sam Beauregard. I didn't even go to Miles City a lot as a kid. It was outside of Forsyth, which my dad's cousin lived at. So what is Violet's naughtiness stem from? Is she just proud of her she's accomplishments? Competitive. I think she's, competitive. she's competitive yeah. and she's proud. Yeah, mm-hmm. Miss Cornelia. Cornelia, hi, Cornelia, darling, or sweetie. <laughs> hi, Cornelia, sweetie. Take a Sorry, look at this. Sorry, what were you saying, Scott? <laughs> I love Miles City. Is also mm-hmm. such a like it's very town USA, mm-hmm. but like yeah, yeah. And I think that was just the point is that it's it's any town USA. But I love <gasps> that it's oh, I have I a treat for Mile, you guys. I, I have City, a treat Montana. for you guys. I'm, oh, I've been boy. waiting. I'm going right. to send it to you right now. Okay. Hold on a second. I thought let me send this while they're on microphone. Okay. Um, so so go to your phones and if you might don't mind just following this link and then you'll see there's like a little carousel of photos. There's a game. You guys have the Reddit app, right, on your phones? Uh, I do on my app. Okay. Well, one of you can find it and show the other. Um, and this is about blueberries. That's why I thought now might be a good. I, I just found this this morning. This is a real thing, apparently. Oh, it's a bit niche, niche, oh, but this is like one of the fall, <laughs> it's the fallout of this movie. I am, I'm looking through it right now. So there's a kink. Um, a very niche kink R that developed. Blueberry. Yeah, it's about um, it's about um, blueberry inflating, like inflating women with as you know <laughs> exactly what we're talking about. I don't need to beat around. Oh my Someone God. roll me to the juicing room. And there's photos that I sent. To- <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Somewhat troubling. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Some of them are are illustrated. Um, Obviously, those are the best ones. Yeah. What do you call your friends at home? Judy's. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the listeners. Um, oh. <laughs> just picture. Um, sexualized. Oh my god. <laughs> women and blueberry wow. so situations. Yeah. <laughs> They're all very um, plump, curvaceous, inflated with blueberry juice. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Yeah, I'm hoping you guys will jump in and explain it because you're looking at it. Oh, they need to be squeezed, don't we all? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Squeeze me, daddy! Oh boy! Blueberry suit for sale, four hundred with air pump, belt, and coat. And the subreddit is just blueberry, so it's so they won the name blueberry. So if you just go to Reddit and go to the subreddit, blueberry, blueberry, um, it's this. It's a visual treat. Adults, please, eighteen and over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is too much. This is. 
foul and rotted. And <laughs> I'm changing the channel. No kink shaming, though. <laughs> no, not at all. Like mm-hmm. I, I do actually see the um, appeal, and I'm not even um, <laughs> femme. Well, I am. I'm pretty. pretty okay, fluid. so 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 Violet Beauregard, we her sin is pride. I guess maybe yeah, pride. just petty. Um, I don't know. Competitiveness. Sass. Sass. She's got a lot of sass. Yeah. I mean, chewing gum is a very, some would say, is a very disgusting habit. It is. I have, as someone with Mm -hmm. misophonia, it's my rights. Oh. (laughs) 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 So, anyway, so we've literally on the podcast, we have been toiling for 45 minutes. Yes. Trying to find some, some. Trying to make our way to this chocolate factory. Yeah. And then, oh, God, I. Cannot I was surprised. I think all of us were like, oh, this is gonna be sad if it doesn't age well. And I had an absolute blast watching this whole movie. <laughs> and I usually can't. I was gonna admit earlier and then I decided not to, but now I will. I actually I love women. I just want to say I do love <laughs> women. I've done a lot of therapy and I walked out of the Wonder the Woman movie uh-huh. because I have a short attention span. Sure. And um I just this movie. Oh God! It just even talking about it now just fills me with so much, so much warmth. And um, I'm not saying that to spite you, Scott. I just love it. <laughs> I just there's yeah, some yeah. Every minute of it, the way they're sitting there out there on that on those little banisters or whatever you call it, waiting mm-hmm. to get called in, and then oh, and then one of the most famous parts of the movie, the the clock tolls, mm-hmm. and he does that. Gene Wilder comes out. He does out. that that limping fucking yeah. thing, and it's like. Masterstroke. He, he, he pulls a Lady Camden. It's a pretty good. The way he looks like he's about to go timber, and at the last yeah. minute goes into some Sub- Simone Biles shit. It's a good stunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good stunt. Because that looked like he could have could have torn his like twenty yeah. seventh fucking vertebrae. <laughs> I think a whatever. lot of that comes from uh, Gene Wilder too. Oh, a hundred percent. All of that was him. It was yeah. it was gonna be uh, Peter Sellers or some other British actor. Okay, and Roald Dahl was pissed. So my question is. Why grow out a comb over when you're not bald? <laughs> this is a very good question. His part starts below his ear. He needs to. The he, only reason to have your part that low on your head is because you're growing it out and you don't have, and you're covering yeah. up the baldness. Alaska would say hair technology. He did, yeah. He needs he, to. I mean, the 1970s. What the shit is going? He looks like people weren't using conditioner. He looks his like, hair is so fried. He has incredible hair. He looks like when Bill he Murray died, in. Uh, What's the bowling movie? You look at Bill Murray and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. Bill Murray is in no. um, Kingpin. Kingpin. Like yeah. Bill Murray and Kingpin. There's an article mm. on The Advocate when he died um, about the, the different – like Billy Eichner and different gays that were celebrating his – you know, because there's some gay elements, obviously. Here we are. Mm. And um, he – where was I going with all that? Um, besides hair technology. Um. What was I going to say? Sorry. Gene Go ahead. I'll, it'll come back to me. seems to me like one of those. Oh, Marion Gilda Radner Gilda was Radner. one of the yeah. first things that he did to be friend to, to, I don't, to Dorothy. To, to be known I don't like that. I don't like that allegedly, according to Terry, Terry oh, Barr, he oh. wasn't very nice to her on the set of Well, I was going to say he seems yeah. to me like one of those funny personalities I, yeah. that I bet is, he was an introvert. pretty salty. And I bet he was an introvert. I can yeah. relate. Yeah. I 
I yeah, people gifted people. Very specific comics. Well, this like is that. the thing. So mm-hmm. this whole thing, I, I just did this training, and it's a weird thing to talk about because when you're talking about gifted, you're kind of talking about intelligence, and you can't quite quantify intelligence right. because we all have different flavors of it. But gifted people, there's a difference between high achieving, like the straight A student, right. and people whose brains are really technically almost neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. And so performers and artists, this is the people that I kind of work with. Um, creative people who make podcasts and do all this shit like um as RuPaul's, rupaul says you see the different colors like and yeah. queer people being one subgroup of it and you think divergently and this movie is like so that yeah absolutely. and gene wilder went in with a very rich plan for this character and i think this is where i would argue pretty voraciously that Johnny Depp, while his, his decisions were very interesting and I mm-hmm. think very like artistic and I don't think we knew how dark Michael Jackson situation was at the time <laughs> or he wouldn't have done it. Right. But, um, because, oh, right. because he did, he's a little he did bit, base the character a lot on MJ. Yeah. The, the, uh-huh. I think the one thing that's missing from his is the warmth. And okay. even though Gene Wilder is a straight up cuckoo pants, like, and he's kind of abusive to everybody, there is a warmth there and there is, they, this is something, I don't know if the director set this up, but like everyone is acting so abrasive and so intense. And in, and one of the key words that they use to describe the like experience for people who are neurodivergent is intense. Uh-huh. The way that the three, I not that the three of us are so gifted, but we are sitting here granularly picking apart these movies. Right. And um, there's just an intensity of, t- you're a hot mic. You are an antenna that takes in all the information. And this movie has so much visual and like thematic information in it. And then there's this tone shift. He comes out and you're spooked because he looks like he's about to die. And he does this role. And then his, he says, welcome to my factory. Yeah. And the warmth in his blue eyes. And it's, it's a children's movie and there hasn't been kindness. Right. There mm-hmm. hasn't been gentleness at, it's been the opposite 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 of gentleness and kindness and that's why people celebrate mr rogers or tabitha now tabitha i can't remember her last name um and miss honey and miss honey yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then as a viewer you just go not only do we know this is going to be an amazing experience because we've been waiting to get in here we're waiting to win our chocolate um our golden ticket but there's someone with a warm smile welcoming us mm-hmm. and you just feel like Oh, it's going to yeah. be color and candy and like little gay you. This is fully like what made me a gay. <laughs> and I feel the emotion even right now. I'm like, listener, lean into your radios. <laughs> I do have to say that watching this movie has ruined me for any sort of factory <laughs> or kind of like. You can't I, go to Krispy Kreme anymore and see know, how they're made. I just, any I, sort of tour. <laughs> I just wanted to want be to fall a this. little more whimsical, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? I, and and Krispy Kreme is pretty whimsical. Well, because the first couple of scenes, they're like, oh, we're in this sh- like shrinking sort of claustrophobia. And now we're in this other shrinking room. And now well, we're going to... Which is Bach, by the way. And not What did she say? Rachmaninoff. I think it's the Hallelujah Chorus, actually. It's one of the motifs. The opening credits of this movie... 
Oh, the chocolate. Are an actual chocolate factory. It's Stun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stun Gorgina. And that stuff yeah. is Gorgina. I just like one. They look like little Kit Kats. I mean, it's, yeah. it's I stuff it. that you would see in segments of Sesame Street or something. How it's made. Right. Another right. G- g- queer icon. How it's made. But that's the thing. <laughs> or how- Mr. Rogers at the at the, at the 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 Crayon Factory, et yeah. cetera. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. keep the going. Crayons. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, By the way, right here is a good place to – can I – we can sure. shove in a little bit of history. But finish what you're saying before. Well, I, I was going to say also Sesame Street had the one little penny with the, with the piece of paint on it that they followed the penny all over all over New York City. Um, oh, really? I was thinking of 1, 2, yeah. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. No. Yeah. Yeah. HBO machine. lawyers are coming for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So when I watch uh, – what's the Food Network one with Mark Summers where they go to like factories? Is that how it's made? No. Um, Double Dare? No. <laughs> Yes, double there. No, there's a Food Network show where Mark Summers goes to like factories oh, and shows you mm-hmm. like how Cheez-Its are made. And I'm like, I just want little tiny people to be there with like okay, so here's with the, like Cheez-Its yeah. shaped stamps on their feet. I know you like, guys are the, like I need to Google these machines yeah. to be more whimsical than they are because so of the chocolate factory. The Oompa Loompas were originally very dark black pygmies. And yeah, they right. were shipped right. cargo, which right. I know was controversial at the time. At the time, even, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize. Even then. One mm-hmm. thing I learned recently is this shit flew out of control. <laughs> the first, the first um, draft of the book, the story mm-hmm. that he wanted to tell was a little black boy, mm-hmm. and it was going to be called Charlie the Chocolate Boy or something along oh, those lines. Which is, mm, uh, yeah. And then. Um, when they made the movie, Charlie—I didn't realize this was a slang name for a slave master. So I thought it was a Vietnam War thing. That, that too—it's what you would call the enemy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and uh, and so because they wanted to sell Wonka bars, and because Charlie, so that but but this is a real thing because the NAACP really did write a letter. At the okay. time, saying if you're going to make this movie, change the title because you won't be selling the book. You will be – people right. are going to buy – although people know. Yeah. Although even to this day when I'm trying to talk about this movie, I'm always like Charlie and the Wonka Chocolate because mm-hmm. there's just so many names for it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't realize there's a – this movie, you could do a whole documentary and there are, are small short ones. But they could yeah. do like a legit like for release because there's just a lot of crazy shit that happened in this movie. Sure. Um, and um, – but but those those pick me little black people is very colonial because they were yeah. working mm-hmm. for chocolate. They're not yeah. working for money, and um, <laughs> and um, they, so they—that's why they're purple and green, yeah. Because and they would have made them very dark black, right, and right. it would have been really rough, yeah. yeah and right. so, but it's so funny because now drag queens have dressed up as Oompa several times, yeah. And like that green orange color combination is an actual branded sort of thing at this point right. that people are very familiar with, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because we were also talking about the there's this thing, there's this psychological. Um, um, principle that human beings collectively, if if I say um, picture an apple, mm-hmm. if you think about it, you could picture an apple from above, and mm-hmm. it would look kind of like a butthole to have like a circle with like the thing coming out <laughs> of the middle of it. But everyone right. pictures like a um, Macintosh, um, Steve Jobs sideways right. apple right. Um, silhouette, a red delicious. And you guys were talking about if you picture an Oompa Loompa, there's one of those actors that that <laughs> yeah. gets put on the T-shirt. Yeah, there's yeah. one that you see the most in He's market. Like the head Oompa Loompa. He's like the yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Carl Lagerfeld's like Oompa, yeah. Oompa Muse. Oh He's God. like the. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off. Well, and in the and in the Tim Burton version, they only used one actor for all the Oompa Loompas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and he's South Asian, so yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's actual chocolate because um, that chocolate river beans, was yeah. such a, oh, a mess. They got it wrong a couple of times, and when they finally did get it wrong, it, it's it got so moldy and smelly that they had to put so much chemicals in it wow. that it, it ended up smelling like just like a chemical water oh, park. God. That's awful. Yeah. The chocolate river was made of uh, fifteen hundred. 15,000 gallons of water, real chocolate and cream. The filmmakers had to change cream. the formula Why? for the chocolate river because originally uh, the concoction they used turned red. And you can kind of see that red in the movie. Yeah. Because of the cream, the mixture began to spoil. By the end of filming, it smelled terrible. The color story is so beautiful. And we should pay homage to my prince poster about <laughs> me right now because um, it does lean heavily are purple. Secondary colors and that are in this movie. I'm my purple, purple orange, and green. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when I first, cause I have memories of watching this movie as a child and just having, you know, having it be on cable or what have you. It was rerun a lot. It was rerun on a lot. Cable. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time that I noticed that there were like factory windows in oh, yeah. the big mm-hmm. chocolate room. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, they're inside a chocolate factory. And like to like, I never as a child, you don't look at certain yeah. things. They show it from the outside. Yeah. In the, the, if you go on YouTube, they'll, they'll sh- it's just a, obviously a warehouse. Yeah, but, you yeah. but like you focus in on you know the fake candy that they're eating, and um, which they threw away immediately. Apparently, like as soon as they were finished, they just threw it all in the trash. It's all probably all plastic. Well, yeah, like and that's the other thing too. When you watch it, you're just like. I don't. I, as a kid, it's supposed to be like, wow, this entire place is made of candy and everything is eatable edible and they're running around (laughs) and they're doing their thing and i'm just like i don't know any of that stuff would i just want to shove my hand you're not you're not sticking your hand in that like bouncy ball of goo with like like jelly inside. I'm with it. um with no. Mike TV's mom. I would eat the 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 whipped cream out of the mushroom. Yeah, I yeah. Like to do mushrooms. Hey. It's never yeah. too. <laughs> um, you guys like do like a gummy though, and you so you wouldn't eat the rope. I like a, I like a gummy. Scott I'm probably gummy I'm probably chowing down on those bears yeah. like yeah. um like violet. Scott prefers when we go to get movie theater candy. Scott will get a skittle. Mm-hmm. Scott will get a. Sour Patch. Anything child. fruity. Anything fruity. Anything fruity or gummy. sour. Yep. And I will go for chocolate. I'm with I you. I will get yeah. uh, a, a peanut butter. Peanut M&M. butter. Um, junior mints. I like a junior mint. Okay. Man. I like yeah, a I can't do anything covered. fruity or gummy. Yeah. To me, it is, that, is, that is girl candy. Ah, I see. just don't like it, but I also like to, to um, be misogynist. And but when I was a kid and we got Halloween candy, Smarties. Right in the trash. Oh, I love a good Smarty. Right in the trash. That's medicine. Well, that's not even candy yeah. to me. I like it in the neck wafers, <laughs> just the one mint one. Oh. But, but also <laughs> British people are notoriously bad with food and candy. They're and very mm-hmm. uh, snobby when it comes to chocolate. This, By the way, this is a racist against British people podcast, Absolutely. right? Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we and purposely <laughs> watched the coronation yesterday just to make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, American chocolate is notoriously subpar compared to that is a true story though but i love a good hershey bar i love a good hershey bar but you know what i love even Mm -hmm. more than a good hershey bar the real cadbury shit at easter the cad those cadbury mini eggs at easter if you were to if you were to assign that shit is 
glorious. If you were to assign a holiday of when this movie would be aired, would you say this is an Easter movie? No, it's a Christmas movie, I think. I think it's an Easter I, movie. I think Easter it's kind an Easter of movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I like Easter the is the more candy holiday. Yeah. I mean, all holidays now are candy holidays, Halloween, but specifically like Easter candy. I think it's an Easter movie. It's very springy in the color scheme inside the factory. Yeah, I think it works as an Easter movie. Um, I guess the the hero does sacrifice himself at the end <laughs> for their sins. Okay, so do we want There's wanna... a big rock that opens up that the Oopa Loompas all go into at mm-hmm. one point. Do yeah. we want to go into all of the children and their midsummer fates? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so let's oh start with who was so, the first one? Augustus Glue. Augustus Glue. Augustus. Um, okay, first of all, it's the first time that Willy Wonka says, "Stop, no, yeah. please." <laughs> first of all, this, this child actor that they got for Augustus Glue. Yeah. Not even that. Not even fat. No. No. He's just a kid. Yeah. He's a kid actor. He's not fat. He's not. No, chubby. he's me after Del Taco. Yeah. yeah. He just looks like a child. Um, right. And the and the mother looks like Shelley Winters. So yes, thumbs yeah. up. It's it's nice to her. Uh, and they're in their later fucking hosen at the at the pancake <laughs> shop or whatever yeah. they're doing eating sausages. I don't yeah. even know what they're eating, yeah. but like abs. Oh, and the we forgot a very important part of this movie. <laughs> the that? reporter with the antlers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Focus. So I do also love that the actor that plays Augustus clearly. Does not speak English. Oh, straight Bavarian. Yeah. yeah, he was down the street. They he probably, literally just wrote and his they bike probably yeah. dubbed all of his yeah. all of his speaking parts. Well, and I would love to see yeah. it behind the scenes of him in the pipe. Because how did they get that? Oh shot? man, that scene that looks unsafe. Yeah, yeah, I that looks like, like a raging waters yeah, nightmare. That makes my breath a little heavy. played by yeah. Michael Boliner. Michael Bolton. Michael Boliner, and he was from Europe, and he was from Munich. Yeah, no surprise. There you go. It's a German kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. You were talking about how the chocolate factory is IKEA. You can't. You have to <laughs> to go forward. Around. You have to, to go, go to go back. You, you have, have to go, to go, forward, to go to, forward to make your way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Sometimes when you go to Target, there's one thing that you need, and you go get it, and you go to the registers. I guess that's not really IKEA. No, I think Target is an experience, and that's I true. I'm actually I just I, we have a friend out here in the desert who um, is a fancy marketing dude who's working for Target right now. Well, tell him I hate the new layout. And we right. were just talking about um, <laughs> about when he got that gig. I was like, you must have there must have been because Target that it's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory because there's an aesthetic there's an aesthetic experience and that also, makes you feel good. All Targets going. kind of did a big recat where. They're all essentially the same floor plan now. Yeah. Okay, so here's an important question. When you go in the Target, do you go straight going to close or do you go right? Never, ever go to close. Okay, <laughs> so, so you go no, I right. I want to buy it because they have You go right, right next to the like... registers kind of going uh, where all of the beauty stuff is? No, like any good Christian. <laughs> I start at the like dollar bin or whatever. Yeah, you have to start mm-hmm. at the one, two, and three dollar section. Yeah, and then, you know, you make you like go counterclockwise. Okay. Counterclockwise. Yeah. We always we always do counterclockwise. We yeah, never, you're right. We, we never go clockwise. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Of any store. Anticlockwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Um, Wait. So, so they they end up in the chocolate room. We're at the chocolate room, <laughs> and he falls in, and he and he and he gets, and then um, uh, true to an American, he noticed this is like a gun where he's getting there's yeah. he's getting shot out like a gun. Of course, Americans in our artillery or whatever. <laughs> And then, um, and then what happens? We meet the Oompa Loompas for the first time, and then she's Daddy. I want an Oompa Loompa. Sure. No, maybe I'm, what I'm is, mixing. She doesn't want an Oompa Loompa. What is what is Veruca going to do with it? Well, he sings that incredible song. I actually, I, I, 
I have a version of that song that I play on. on oh, the piano. Uh, Gene Wilder's little like pure imagination. His little oh yeah, it's so lovely to me that song. <laughs> the, you don't like that? That's song? its that's its one Oscar nomination. Is that song? Oh, is it? Yep, it's the original song nomination. Did not win. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Roll Dahl wanted to cut the sad songs. He wanted to cut. Um, the mom song and maybe even pure imagination. And I know that Rodal had a lot of thoughts about Gene Wilder. Rodal did not like Gene Wilder. No, not at all. Yep, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So then, what happens? Okay, so first, first thing, Augustus is drinking chocolate out of the river, which does not seem sanitary. Those scenes always used to make me the most anxious when he falls in. When he falls in, and I was always a kid that followed the rules. Yeah. About stuff. Yeah. So all of this stuff was just anxiety. Our kids breaking rules. Okay. But, mm-hmm. but, but before we get to the chocolate room. My stepdad loved to break rules. <laughs> and that one of the things that I learned about him was it doesn't hurt to ask if you can get to the front of the line. Because sometimes right. just the audacity of just I'm like, asking. oh, just real quick. Yeah. I think I'm just going to get in here. Is that cool? And oftentimes people will just go, oh, yeah, it's very much these are not the droids you're looking for. Right. No, absolutely. You're, 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 you're absolutely right about that. I think that sometimes you do need to speak up and you'll, you'll get things. Yeah. Not that I've dated my stepdad um, <laughs> all my life over and over again until I got it right, until therapy. And then I find Michael who does kind of look like my stepdad. Oh, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Am I saying this on mic? Um, we can cut that. So uh, <laughs> before they get to the 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 candy room, we get the – first we get the contract mm-hmm. and then we get the – well, first we get the hands. I work with contacts. The They're strictly for- <laughs> I I use contracts myself. Oh, do you? I- They're strictly for idiot losers yeah. or idiots. What do you say? Coming from a car dealership yeah. that you hope that – But I like the way he's, mm-hmm. he says, like, I use contracts myself. Like, it's a novelty. It's like, so oh, you, good. You use contracts? Um, and contracts are for suckers. Contracts Not are for suckers. Okay. So, yeah. okay. So then they all go. Veruca's like, fuck you. I'm signing this. I'm going in, bitches. And then Mike mm-hmm. signs it. And Mike TV signs it. Mike T period V period. I think that's how it's spelled. It is spelled T E E V E. Well, I mean, Mike TV's all about branding. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to be say, like, these kids are like definitely influencers. That's, that's going to be his, his like TikTok yeah. and Instagram handle. They are influencers because when <laughs> when he's watching TV in the very beginning, yeah, he's very comfortable on TV, and you can just tell they look like influencers. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it so yeah. prescient? Because. The, all the cameras are there, and he's just like, ah, shut up. Well, yeah, watch my stories. and But he's not like, uh, or he's just, <laughs> he's just like, oh, God. He's more put off by them interrupting his show yeah. than being filmed. And and, and then he's going to get a gun, and he's not to your tent, son. Yeah. And, and Violet, too. Violet's very like, hi, Cornelia, sweetie, like right into the camera. Yeah. She's, she knows where her angles are. She's like, there you are, camera. Is this, mm-hmm. is this my camera right Sugar here? Sugar and well, spice energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this my camera? I think now would be a good time to take a break. Um, Sugar and spice energy. Oh, boy. So yeah. she, they're breaking the rules and you were upset. You guys were like super upset. Oh, it always used to rules. make me super anxious. Sad. Yeah, you were going to like kids breaking rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of interesting about the story is that it's just this morality play for children. Would yeah. you be the type of kid that would make it all the way through Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? I would have been. I was Charlie. I was trying mm-hmm. to be such a good kid. I well, can totally and, relate. Yeah. And Charlie didn't steal the fizzy lifting drink. Grandpa Joe pushed him that is, to drink it. 
Charlie was like, I didn't realize till last night yep. that yeah. scene. We- so after uh, Aglustus gets shot up the pipe. Aglustus. They, <laughs> Augustus Gloop. After Augustus Gloop gets shot up the pipe, they get on Wonka's boat and take the journey down this crazy tunnel. Why does Willy Wonka have this? I don't know. <laughs> What like what purpose does this like serve? I don't know. But the shit that you and I have at our houses <laughs> might as well be it. I'm holding a chickens, crystal. Chickens right now. getting their head cut off, like well, when, we, when we went to the break, Peter grabbed this book of witch stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I don't even care about witch stuff, but I know that I wasn't allowed to have that as a child. Right. So there are some old tidy nudie, nudie mags back there. Mm-hmm. There are some tarot cards over there. Yeah. There is. Michael was like, we need a statue. But he ordered – he had someone custom make the um, Lionel Richie, the blind statue from the Hello Video. the Hello Video, yeah. We have this like snake thing with this store. Like we have weird shit. We have a taxidermy goat for – it's a long story. And um, as gay people, (laughs) we choose our families and we have weird shit. and. Willy Wonka is probably not even family in that particular way. Right. But he's a gay icon for that reason of being someone that like realized I don't need to follow the rules. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. can just play as an adult. But yeah. he takes his work seriously. He's not completely hedonist, nor is he a grown child. That's not healthy either. But he's someone who dresses right. <laughs> he yes, is yeah. tailored. Yes. He's wearing purple because he likes that color. Mm-hmm. And he is he cares about his work and he's obviously very successful. It's this thing of like adults and queer people. We have a bit of a head start because you know, it's, it's a little harder for us to procreate. I mean, Michael and I've been trying for years. Just doesn't take. Um, luckily with Delta, we got lucky the one time and I carried her naturally myself, (laughs) but Delta's the dog. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think you carried at least two or three of your cats naturally to to term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So like, why does he have this vote this this boat? Um, and why is there like a millipede and a chicken head getting cut off? Yeah, because boats are dangerous. They are. It's a true. I mean, it's a movie about the real world. And this factory is very big. Mm-hmm. He's got to get from one space to the next. And what better way than on a uh, to turn a- your chocolate while you're doing it exactly. with? Yeah. Yeah, and why not have the 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 actual like paddle? Yeah, go the wrong direction. I love this little song. Isn't it going backwards? <laughs> so I love this little. I love this little song that he sings. There's no earthly way of knowing. Oh, I was yeah. I was thinking about like his first song. Oh, oh the only pretty ring time. Mm-hmm. The only pretty ring time. Bird sing. Hey, ding. Everything so, okay. sweet love. So That's when is... he's riding the little bike. I think on the. So this is the part when most people start to go what happened and what drugs am i taking right yeah. this, is the, this like, is the scene that scarred the most children yeah, yeah how are you doing with this particular scene i don't mind the scene i always love to be scared when watching movies as a kid so yeah. the this was a scene that i the millipede on the face always very fascinated yeah, with yeah. of just how weird and fucked up it was i never mm-hmm. remember the chicken head getting cut off i feel like i always just like blinked at that time is there like, a 
Is there a chicken head getting there cut is. off? Yeah. Okay. See, that's the thing. And it's I, very I nev- fast. I never know if it's one of those things that I think that there's one, yeah. but it doesn't Weirdly, actually happen. Weirdly, in that little yeah. documentary, it says – it's a, he, he, the guy, the voiceover, he's like – in this scene, they're, they're actually – originally, they had a chicken head getting cut off. And I was we like, saw it it's last still night. in there. What yeah. are you talking about? Are we watching the, like, director's cut yeah. or something? But um, It was there last night. But then, like I said, so I don't remember it being there. I think so there's some pretty fast cutting. Maybe the VHS. Well, I love there. that – one thing I – I remember thinking this as a child that they do an excellent job of covering actual – space and ground there are many scenes in this movie where they're coming from here to there mm-hmm. and actually moving up or horizontally to the next place you okay, really yeah. feel like you're on a journey never yeah. story does this too um they're actually so do the lord of the rings you're actually covering a lot of ground as mm-hmm. a viewer in a mm-hmm. sense of like wow i'm on this journey i'm really it feels very cozy and like we're doing this together but it's also like What's going to happen? Right. I just couldn't eat it up enough. Sorry. I don't need to keep selling this. Movie, uh, one of like, my favorite yeah. lines in this part is. Is this a freak show? Vi- no. Violet Borger said, what is this? A freak out? <laughs> what is a freak out? <laughs> Such a 70s type yeah, thing to say, like, isn't it? Yes, this is. This is an actual freak out. Yeah. Um, like, what is a freak out? And then he screams at the end of it. And you can see the water splashing from that yeah. backwards fucking um, um, paddle Wheel, yeah, that yeah. those two. Um, the the not face of Oompa Loompa are putting right. in getting their their cardio and their steps right. um, working real hard doing again getting paid in cacao. <laughs> so not to mm-hmm. call like the labor unions or whatever, but right, like right. hello. You know, it's interesting too. We start to see Violet, not Violet. We see Veruca. Every little thing. Oh, I want one of those. I want a boat. Oh. I want this. I want that. And you see. Uh, Charlie and Grandpa Joe, just like this bitch. These yeah. assholes. You know, yep. they're not mm-hmm. kind of just like oblivious to it. Yeah, they kind of they're kind of seeing everybody. 100%. They're us as the audience saying, "Oh, this bitch." Yeah. You know? um, Except that the gays are just like, <laughs> "I'm with her." I'm with her, she's fierce. So yeah, we, yeah, so yeah, we'll she get tells to, it like it is. Well, well, that's the thing. Okay, this so is like, not RuPaul's Wonka race of like best. <laughs> this is no, not RuPaul's best friend boat. No shit, Sherla. <laughs> so not we the, uh, the next one to go. The next one to go is Violet. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh when, my god. So 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 she steals chewing gum. That is an entire meal. And this is and this is the Why? one part that we get. The everlasting gomp strapper. So this yeah. is this is the point with all these little shitheads. Which is unfair because how yep. do we know that she's not going to start a nonprofit for Africa so that like everyone yeah. – well, back in the day, you know how everything was like a cup of rice. I guess I'm right. now I sound insensitive. Day, yeah. But anyway, keep going. So uh, I'll shut up. Why would anyone want chewing gum that tastes like an entire meal? Well, I don't, you know, some people are like, I don't like sweet. I like savory. And all of us yeah. are rolling our eyes like, <laughs> girl, it's not that hard of a choice. You know, you can have both. Because mm-hmm. you, we, yes, me, last yeah. night, you, the three of us drinking wine, watching this movie, yeah. and had, we had sweet and savory. Oh, we, it's had, not, we had Cheez Its. No one was forcing us not to eat those salt and pepper fucking <laughs> potato chips and mm-hmm. peanut butter MMs. Yep. Peanut butter MMs, first of all. But, anyways. Yeah, that ch- chewing gum is so tacky and gross. Though. <laughs> just, I've never, I've never really been a big gum. I have person. nightmares about my. Um, I have, I have these terrible nightmares where like I'm, I can't get the gum out. I like oh, ate too no. much of it and I can't get it out. Oh. It's, it's giving me. A I, I don't, right now I don't have 
strong feelings either way. Every now and then I like a good minty piece of gum, um, maybe on a plane. I but, feel like I'd maybe buy a pack of gum twice a year. No, yeah, I'm never like, mm-hmm. I need to buy a new pack of gum right now. Gum behind the ear, don't get so it. So oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Don't Are you get kidding it. me? That seems like a little kid thing from like fucking way it gets Dennis so Levin's hard times. too to like, like try to no, chew it again yeah no, thank you so she um but her her delivery explaining the flavors so iconic oh, i love the yeah. same <laughs> tomato this, soup this I actress could, is so I good i can feel it trickling down my throat no mm-hmm. yeah. uh, denise uh, denise nickerson r.i.p she passed away in 2019 oh, may she rest. she's wow. so good in this scene mm-hmm. legend and yeah and she was a, and pete you said she was probably the most successful working child actor no, of Veruca. all of them oh Veruca well and then okay. so apparently um when you're in that i think I think it's that scene. If if you look closely, um, some of the little like candy machines in the background are actually yeah. made off of. Um, there's two. There's one that it looks like slats of like wood, um, yeah, like, kind of like wood slats. That's an old timey juicer. Oh, and there's sure. another one too that's about like old timey because you know how they just needed to make up candy machines. Yeah, this yeah. is. There were some that looked you like were, you were mentioning the budget, right. kind of the budget constraints of this movie. This is really the set of the movie that I feel like they probably had to make the most compromises with. Mm. Yeah. Of that, let's just get real machines and just put some sheets over them. Yeah, the sheets. Like, that's over the, the <laughs> that's the best that we can do right now with what we're working with. Yeah. It's yeah. so convincing, but obviously I've been um, convinced the, for years. The so shape I, you can't con- of the everlasting gobstopper. What is that? You can't. Put it's that, ribbed for her pleasure. Put that is in what your mouth. Yeah. yeah, that is like. It's got cogs and bits and bobs. Yeah, it's a choking it. Okay, so let me ask you a question. When Charlie told Grandpa Joe about Slugworth, yeah, about that this is what's gonna possibly get their family out of poverty, right? Is if they jack this and bring it to the rival candy company. Do you mm. think Grandpa Joe was just like, you better lock that shit down? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. You better, you better lock that shit down. Grab that cop. That's what Peter said too. He's like, oh no, we're getting the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and by the way, red flag warning, um, teach your kids right away. We don't ho- keep secrets. So like oh. this whole Slugworth, don't tell your parents like this yeah, is between yeah, you yeah. and me. Like teach your kids right away. That's we're not doing that. Yeah. He immediately told he immediately told Grandpa Joe. Good. Yep. Yeah. That's that was a public service announcement. And I love it. Yeah. And I and I learned as a child of the 80s. Anytime an adult said, this is our little secret. Oh, no. Like, Never a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, different strokes taught me that several times. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Charlie also has his street smarts that you can really tell that this kid's been kind of on his own, but he has the yeah. he has the word all to, yeah. to let an adult figure know about something like that. Um, so we touched about – we touched upon the subreddit fetishization – of, of blueberries. There was always something very fascinating when she started blowing up as a kid. <laughs> She's a feeder. Yeah. Her little, or an eater and feeder. Yeah. Her little belt popping open. And, and how they like illuminate her with just a blue light. Which yeah. Even at the time you could have thought maybe there's better technology. But whatever. Like, again. But Do budget. we really want to paint this this poor little girl? Let's just let's just get out. And of, this is our second Oompa Loompa song? Or yeah, did one. they sing a song when they first come out? They sang for Augustus. Okay. When he got sucked because out. whenever a child meets its peril, these Oompa Loompas are like – They have a song in their heart. We're ready. Yeah, they have like a moral. And then mm-hmm. – okay, so now – oh, and by the way, I don't know if we talked about – like Roald Dahl did 
He wrote the script. Well, that's he's credited. So he wrote it. He may have yeah. done a pass at the script. No, no, no. But he I think, did. I can tell you. I know. I, this well, was in the documentary. He did several. Pa- he did most of the passes, see. and then they brought in this old, this younger um, writer because he kept. He was very strict to keeping at the book, which was like unfilmable. Yeah. So they said, okay. This this last or second to last one, we're going to bring in this young writer, and they we sent him to, to his house, like to like Norma Desmond, <laughs> like 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 sensible of our like style. Joe. Yeah. And he literally he said, "You wait down here," and he went up to his office and left this dude just sitting, waiting for him while he read through it. And he was like, "Fine, go ahead," because he was just at this point he was so pissed, yeah. and they, that they sent this young writer over. So I think a lot of the whimsy of like maybe why we love it is because there is quite a bit. It it was truly written by Roald Dahl, but yeah. it 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 needed to be like Punched. yeah. yeah. Punch down, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she gets taken His off to get David, juiced. His name was David Seltzer, who is the uncredited uncredited writer. David Seltzer. Oh, and you guys love Seltzer. How Seltzer. Uh, yeah. David is Seltzer. Seltzer or um, Salsa? Seltzer, like, yeah, like what I'm drinking that right now. Seinfeld. You and, like your Seltzers um, hard. That was a Seinfeld I like my, joke. I like my Seltzer hard. Uh, and uh, David Seltzer also uh, wrote The Omen, which is makes total sense. <laughs> of that, this is from the the writer of the Omen. Okay, so she gets juiced. She gets juiced, and then what happens? Before we get to Veruca, who's next? It's the fizzy lifting drink. So here we go. Oh, this scene always made me anxious. It made me anxious, but it it the fact that. This is such an inventive idea that you – because we all know like carbonation is delicious. And to think of like, well, if it was helium, then we would be able to float. And the way – I would have dreams as a child and only what last night did I finally realize – because I had this recurring dream as a child that Mm -hmm. I could – um, swim through the air. You know how you can fly in dreams? Sure. But mine was that the the air was was the consistency of water. And I I had – we all didn't get enough hugs in our childhood. (laughs) And so – the idea that we could lift off mm-hmm. and sort of dissociate, which is like the main thing I work with now. Right. It was so lovely to me. And to watch it, I was like, oh, this is where it comes from. Why did I never put that together? Why have I been harassing these people to let me be on their podcast and talk about this? <laughs> 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 and and then just – because you know how they're like – you know how they're it shows them like pushing off against the water and yeah. like as, as if they're swimming up. And it is truly – it is quite scary. But it's just the two of them playing together and having so much fun. And even when they're burping and coming down, it's just so lovely. Like it's such a relief <laughs> the way that they land and they, they have a moment away from like like yeah. the like judging eyes of, of everybody and Willy Wonka and everything. Um, the way that the like score in the background, the strings when they're like flying south for the winter, it just – oh, it makes me so happy. I've been watching this for so many years and I haven't put together <laughs> that. Like, this is sort of the exemplary – version of of relief sure Mm -hmm. and yeah like i like i was saying before this is kind of what disqualifies charlie at the end but it wasn't even his choice it's it's there's a cruelty in that that i think is appropriate yeah Yeah. and 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 also i know it's it's kind again it's kind of granular but like they're traveling vertically Uh fizzy lifting and like lifting is such anyway it's it's lovely and and you can do it on a low budget like we were saying like oh i could never see the strings and we watched them like oh the strings are right there you can see his like little britches being (laughs) pulled up but yeah yeah i think it's a matter i think it's a pretty successful effect i i just it's so lovely so they catch up with the group and they are in the egg room so this is probably my favorite scene 
It's my favorite mm. scene now. It was my favorite scene as a kid. And yeah, this I is the best lip sync for your life. Veruca's song. I was going to say, Veruca, the only kid who has her own solo song. Oh, is it? They this have, this actress have kills song. it, too. She's so good in this well, scene. I think Charlie was, sings a little bit of, of did, Golden Ticket, yeah. but yeah, and poorly, but like, <laughs> but adorably. Like, he has an adore. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Yeah. In the factory, she's the only child who has her own yeah. song. Rukasa, played by Julie Don Cole. I think she was the only, like, professional child actor, mm-hmm. like, really, that had, like, a lot of credits. And, and this bitch. And they used her. Oh God! Yeah. Julianne Cole ha- does have a lot of credits. I mean, she's done everything from EastEnders. She did. A- she's done a lot of TV. Yeah. So she wants this bean party, <laughs> and she says, "I want a party with rooms full of laughter, ten thousand tons of ice cream." When she, yeah. And if I don't get the things, I am fucking <laughs> after. I'm going to the way that she <laughs> right there that. Is Valentina? Ah. Oh yeah, that is a French vanilla fantasy. She's that giving is me a angry, dissociative angry identity day. disorder, yeah. mm-hmm. psychotic. That is Lady Gaga sure. as fucking the Joker's girlfriend or whatever. She's giving me angry yeah. twink vibes. Of <laughs> she, okay, so Veruca Salt is that type of gay man that anything me. that they say they are not wrong. That I know. This is why a we're movie, here. A yeah. movie that like you like but they hate, you're wrong. Yeah, and I'm and I am not that type of gay person. Let me at ask all. a controversial question: mm-hmm. Is this the gay, the Ruka Salt gate? She wants to watch Looking, or she doesn't like Looking. Oh, she doesn't <laughs> like Jonathan Looking. Groff. No, she doesn't like Looking. She's one of those gays. Oh, okay, then she is any, me. Okay, any, she doesn't like Looking, but it's like she likes Looking, but she likes all of. The, she likes the nurse and the Latino character. <laughs> she likes all the other characters except Jonathan Groff right. because like, what fucking grown man in San Francisco hasn't seen an uncircumcised penis? Are all you right? kidding True, me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Groff? <laughs> Go back and have your spring fucking awakening. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah. You and, 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 and fucking Doogie Hauser. No, uh, you're not my type. And of Ben gay. Platt. And Ben Platt. Hit exactly. The, hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit, the bri- hit the bricks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Where are we? I forgot. I just got into Veruca a Salt just gives very bossy twink energy. Bossy bottom. About her. Yeah. Pushy mm-hmm. bottom. Yeah. And it's – and she's – she's there's cellophane mm-hmm. and there's geese, and which is – I guess it originally was the squirrels from the Johnny Depp. Right, right, right. right, right. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right. It's 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 eggs in this one and it's nuts in yeah. the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton it's one. It's the squirrels. Which are both great. I love squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> but and that bad, bad egg and the educated educator. Edu- so I mean, good. we've, we've yeah, talked yeah, a little yeah. bit about the Tim Burton movie, which I don't hate. I really love the two actresses that are Violet and Veruca. Yeah. One of them yeah. is... Missy um, Pyle's in that too. Is Missy Pyle, yeah. One of them is... Uh, one of them is Anna Sophia Robb. Anna Sophia Robb. I yeah. think that she's Violet. Mm-hmm. I love that Anna Sophia Robb is... Uh, Robb's mother is Missy Pyle. Yes. That that's gay culture right there. <laughs> it is. No, it mm-hmm. is. You have to yeah, yeah. keep your keep your eye on the prize, Violet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they make Violet more more competitive. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the the whole thing with the these are the geese that lay golden eggs. And she wants she doesn't want a golden egg. She wants a goose. She wants a golden goose. Do you know how mean to geese lay are. Multiple golden eggs. Yeah. For her. But my grandma had a farm. My grandma had geese. I was never getting close to those geese because they will pack the shit out of you. She's going to keep that goose in a fucking foie gras cage. 
It's going to be one of those ladies like, with the blue nun outfits that opens the chocolates that's going to have to take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll be all like scarred and, and cut is, up like, wait, like so Slugworth with his scar on his face because a geese came for him. That's probably the origin story of that scar on Slugworth. The golden Because he geese. was like the geese feeder. Yeah. The golden eggs that they lay, are they chocolate or are they solid gold? I don't know. I think that's, that's a, a good question. Chocolate. Because they ship them all out. Yeah. I think I think that you're led to believe that the geese are laying chocolate eggs covered in gold mm-hmm. foil. These are genetically modified <laughs> geese that can. That's lay the way I eggs. see this fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, and uh, the little scale to see if it's a good or a bad egg. This the calling someone a good egg is just very like old time. It's a very old yeah. person like thing. My grandma would say like. Oh, it also that whole f- mechanism, like the opposite of it, is like when Michael Jackson pops out of the ground at that old concert. Not to bring Michael Jackson back into this, but the way she like falls. Because you know how like yeah. pop stars have that? But I remember yeah. Michael Jackson had that. Mm-hmm. He like it's it because they do that dong dong before that one concert. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was yeah. like one of them like largest Michael Jackson concerts yeah. of all time. And it's like Willy Wonka coming out, dong, dong, <laughs> and then he pops out and he just stands there. And he looks like a good egg. I think that Michael Jackson probably very had a, a lot of thoughts on this film, and I think he very yeah. much. Probably... I think that's why um, Johnny Depp, and to his credit, chose Michael Jackson to sure. be the inspiration for this. Does strike me as a movie that Michael would have been lobbying to make. Yeah, we're gonna remake yeah. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I'm I, gonna star in it. I don't mm-hmm. like doing that. That thing of where people say, "Oh, Mr. Rogers, he was so gentle, he must have been creepy." I right. don't like that no, at all. I you're stealing. I've never, I don't agree. I've never bought that. You're stealing no. innocence from yeah. from and humans you know and is? children. It's just, yeah. it's just so easy. It's low hanging fruit. It's, yeah, it's that person that just like just wants you to know how clever they are. Yeah, you have but to be. But it's not clever, and it's something that. It's never an original thought. No. It's something that they read on Facebook somewhere. It's like, oh, Mr. Rogers is covered in tattoos and so is Dolly Parton. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, the makers of uh, Willy Wonka were taking LSD. No. Go back to your cracked article. That is true. Naivete is is real and and we need to let kids be naive and not try to always like be so salty about every everything. Yeah. Um, although that's 100% what the three of us are doing right now. <laughs> so let's let's finish up Veruca scene. Julie Don Cole like kills it in all of this. I think this actress is so much fun to watch in this song. She looks like she's yeah, having she's the such a good time. It was always my favorite <laughs> song and section of the movie as a kid. Yeah. It's it's great. We I been love knew it all. She was going to take the her, crown. Her dress is a little little orphanetti, but it's okay. Her dress. It doesn't actually in the look department like like Vi- Violet is obviously a look queen. Who yeah. do you think would be lip syncing this on the stage of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> if this was like a? Do you think this would be like a winning lip sync? Jasmine Kennedy? No, let me, <laughs> let me think. Jasmine Kennedy does well, have obviously a lot Alyssa of, Edwards, but Jasmine Kennedy does have a lot of like Veruca Salt energy about her. That's a great question. Mm, I could Peter? see Katya doing this song for okay. some reason. Okay, um, Scott. Jasmine Kennedy is a. Good How about one. Laganja? Laganja, I think would be good. Let me let me Just put out there for a second. Um, I want to say, what about what about Simone? <laughs> what about someone? Simone, I think Simone, Simone would, would the, really. Simone would be the unexpected choice, but Simone is a really good lip syncer and she's really good with lyrics too. So she would be fun. This could be a whole other episode talking so, about who would lip sync. All right, let's come back to it. Can we pray sure. on it for a second? All right, so so you were. Um, Talking so after, shit after about Mike TV's <laughs> scene. I would say I 
think that when I was a kid, I would get the most um, impatient with anything on the train thing with all of the with all of the the foam and the bubbles suds, yeah. and the Mike TV stuff at the end. I weirdly because I think that all of the, all the girls are gone. I weirdly too. love the the Wonka Wash or Hazawafinking, but 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 <laughs> um, but I guess what I like about this is the set is so beautiful how it's all white, white and they can you could see. I love the way it's sort of set up and all of the Oompa Loompas. Because this is the Oompa Loompas actually. This is their their the like jewel in the Oompa Loompa crown. So – and this they is sort of the screen video. This is like the most technology. expensive music video of all sure, time yeah. um, where it's all in this sort of um, – Sterile. Sterile, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And all they're wearing is the little, the little um, pom-pom, <laughs> orange pom-pom on their shoes yeah. and they're – you could see a little bit of green and orange in their hats and everything yeah. is just – it's that screen video of like everything is oh, soundstage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do an extended song and this is the one that has the graphics with the words yes. of like of yeah. getting as fat as an elephant does or whatever. To me, that is very – the music video. That yeah. is the single. Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah. I mean it's 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 like Scott was saying. It's very Sesame Street with the words and like – and I've. I had never seen it on a nice TV before. Mm-hmm. When when the pandemic happened, um, weirdly, like everyone was scrambling to because there was just a lot of really triggering, scary stuff, and so everyone wanted to talk to a therapist. And so I was like, "Well, um, things are going good for me weirdly right now because I thought it was going to ruin everything. I had to give up my office, and um, and I thought, but the one thing I'm going to invest in is is we're stuck here right now. Let me like get a TV because I'd go to, and this is true. I would go to your house of." Uh, and I remember thinking how lovely it was every the magic time. Screen. The ma- <laughs> I would call it the magic screen because you guys had a. I'd never seen like a really nice, stunning television, and we would watch the drag queens, and it was like the safest of places to sit and like. Yeah. And we, I was joking yesterday when you guys come around. All of a sudden, I have these like my references. It's like my brain can grab for like the yeah. exact reference, which we gays love our references. And when he's being transmitted through the television. The bits are colorful. I, yeah. I hadn't yeah. seen the colors of. They look like you little. You probably wouldn't have gotten that on on video cassette. I watching remember, it on a yeah. shitty TV. I didn't. Yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid. Well, we didn't grow up as rich as you <laughs> with your big TV. Uh, we had that big projector TV that was like the size of a house. No, oh, we did we didn't? Okay, we never had that. That was rich people shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I know. I know what you mean. It's uh, it, yeah. yeah. It was. It's. It's a beautiful scene, and little Mike TV. Paris, what is his name? Paris Thibodeau or something. Um, There's someone named um, Dodo. Dodo is Mike, his mother. Mike TV. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mike TV's name is Paris. Paris. And we were talking Paris about he Beeman. looks like AJ. He looks like um, – I love how I knew exactly what AJ's name is. Um, is Amber Jasmine yeah. <laughs> from AJ and the Queen yes. who is also – Baby Madonna. Baby Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> and, the little, and little Paris is kind of a little baby boy Madonna. Little Paris. Mm-hmm. No, that's, what, that's what we're talking I about. Love, yeah. I love all of Mike TV's aesthetic of what he wears. Like, I his little cowboy outfit. Oh, my God. He looks his, like his like, little cowboy um, outfit. Jesse and Woody. I think it's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, all of, that, cool. all of that just, just sort of look like, I love. Yeah. these. Mm-hmm. He has that Madonna look of these striking blue Precocious, eyes and yeah. dark, dark hair. And he does have a little glimmer in his eye of it. Now I sound like Elkie. Michael Alex's mother. It's like, yeah. Look, he has a, a little glimmer in his eye, and he wants to poke his brother with his finger. My, my BFF is, was married to this, and still very close to this um, 
world's famous photographer, you can Google him, Brian Fluger with a P, uh-huh. who looks like that too. Just very beautiful, big, yeah. precocious eyes. Um, a little haunted, I think he would. Oh, okay. Photography's okay. a little haunted too okay. in a really beautiful way. Um, um, and, and, and Mike uh, TV uh, my, is one of my favorite deliveries in this or any movie. When he does get transported, first of all, he's just like, fuck this. I'm doing this. I saw how that candy bar. All of them do. They have to get up and go, these kids. To there. I know how TV works. Yeah. This is not how TV works, but whatever. Gets on there, does it. Gets put on the little TV in miniature. And he says, Am I coming in clear? Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden, he's British. Like they have they been hanging around too long? With oh, we were British talking about that too. Or well, how is how is Charlie's whole family American, American. accents living <laughs> in clearly yeah. UK? And also, um, are we going to talk about this business model of like let's make enormous <laughs> things that we can transport, but but it'll and come out very smaller? small. Why to to manufacture them sure. larger? Yeah, we're going to need to well, buy a hundred well, times well, the, whole, the sugar. The whole idea is it's a marketing thing. But so we'll save on the sugar every single Doesn't time. Save on the every stamps, single time this commer- this commercial airs, you can just have the product. This which is I don't warming. know. Yeah, I don't really know how that is going to work out in the long run. If yeah. you want to, yeah. it's not sustainable. Make, make a profit on this product, but that's. I digress. <laughs> but Mike TV, Mike TV's pretty into it. But, like, his, but Mike, his little performance. Am I coming in clear? Mike TV's yeah. being small. Mike, yeah, he gets a little like mid-Atlantic posh yeah. when he says that But too, yeah, he yeah. doesn't care. He's, He's just into like, it. Mike TV, be the most famous Mike TV kid. wants to be famous. And yeah. he knows that being this and little the, this little like... And then they pop is, him in the purse and yeah. Willy Wonka's um, yeah. swinging the purse around. Yeah. I love it. Everything yeah. Gene Wilder does is so choreographed and, and just lovely and perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, when you look at these child actors, they're Scott and I, they're around our parents' age. Yeah. They're all born in, in the mid middle fifties. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, most of them are actually young parents. Most of them are probably a few years older than my mom. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um and I Paris uh Currently, he still has those very striking blue eyes. Um, not he doesn't have as much of that hair, but you know it happens. Oh, okay. yeah. But I love uh, present day Peter Ostrom as uh, Charlie with the handlebar mustache. Right, he looks mm-hmm. a good looking guy. Love yeah. it, love it. I mean, they I would, all look so good. I would think that all of these kids now just sort of well. Work I was going to say, circuit. you know what I love about them mm-hmm. is that. They're here for the DVD commentary. Yep. They're here for the documentaries. Oh, are they? They're here for have to watch it. all this shit. They're, they participate in all this as a group. Mm-hmm. Even, right. a, even Augustus, like German kid, like I'm sure he learned English by now. But I mean, he's there for all of it, you know, and like they're all there together. They always oh, participate. So, okay, so, so, that's, so that's Mike's little journey. And now we're left. And we missed, just real quick with sure. the Wonka Wash, yeah. when his mom has that little, little dot of um, suds on her nose. It's very cute. And then Grandpa Joe's very grateful. He says, the best wash I ever had. Best bath I ever you had. You know, that's funny. He says, best, best, best wash I've had. And- 20 years. Exactly. That's because true. We were and you were talking when we watched about the smell. Like it sounds smells like an old person's bed. home. Yeah. Um, and are I, they, are they, are they a, you said, are they a king rat under those? <laughs> I think a, a, I read that. King. I read that off letterbox <laughs> is that is, is underneath <laughs> the bed sheets of the grandparents, just like a rat king situation. When he first gets off the, um, the bed, you, the, the sheet 
lifts up a little bit and you can see just the foam. There's like the yellow oh, foam that was okay, on it. I was yeah. just thinking, God, even just shooting those Not scenes laying on that yellow foam, getting having having some other old actress foot up your ass would have been so strange. <laughs> so of the of the parents of the adults, I do have to say Dodo Denny is Mrs. TV. She was one of my favorites, and let me tell you why. Uh, she really gave me uh, Alice Ghostly uh, vibes. Who Alice Ghostly was um, on Esmeralda on Bewitched. Alice Ghostly was um, on Designing Women. She just played. Uh, oh sure, she played a lot isn't of she, like. Um, isn't she in Greece? She's in Greece. Isn't she, she the shop teacher she's in, in Greece? Shop teacher sure. in Greece. This is Alice. She's a very kind of like bubble headed, like kind of scatterbrained lady and uh dodo denny who played mrs tv she looks like her she sounds like her so she gave me like these alice ghostly vibes so i was like always love that character right she was kind of my favorite of the parents and she was a little bit of a know-it-all but she got things wrong a lot you know like the whole like rachmaninoff and it's like not rachmaninoff that's 110 percent (laughs) yeah um so so i loved her as as far as like the the all the parents that we saw. Oh, yeah, she's Shelley exasperated. Mom, she has yeah. sort of that sorrowful look in her eye, but just yeah, like yeah. I love. And it. when she picks, she picks up the little teeny, yeah, Mike TV with her little fingers, just irrationally loyal to him. Yeah, yeah, and like causing all his problems. People, I don't work with kids anymore because it's always the parents, and the parents oh, yeah. never want to talk about where they're coming from. Sure. Your children are emotionally tethered to you, and all four of these parents, including Uncle Joe and codependent. Mom singing at, her, at, at the 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 Washeteria or whatever. All right, so <laughs> would you call, would you call it generational trauma? Very trauma, <laughs> trauma. As in as in Jamie Lee Curtis, yes. generational trauma. There's epigenetic. Mm-hmm. There's historical trauma. There's it's all tra- it's I every mean, it's type all, of trauma. It's, it's turning red. It's uh, yeah. It's not very trauma. It's uh, we it's are the music makers. Everything and the everywhere of the all at once. It's you know all these movies now are very are addressing right now. Mm-hmm. Generational, generational trauma, trauma, and how to break <laughs> the bonds. Okay, how do you TV? feel about Gene Wilder yelling at Charlie at the end? I never like I get I get why it's there. I always felt so bad for Charlie when he's yelling at him. It's wild. It's, it's and he's rough. smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's in the beginning when they say when when he's like, "I'm going to pay for your tobacco now, Grandpa." Oh, Talk about trauma and dysfunction. God. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pay for your opium now. <laughs> Bedridden Grandpa. Yeah, this, this oh, was the Sacklers gosh. put them in bed. It, they were all on oxycontin, <laughs> oxycodone. So. um yeah, that that's his whole monologue is and everything's half, everything in the My room. My biggest takeaway with this scene as a child was why the fuck is everything half? The whole it's yeah, it's just wild. Zero sense. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Half a clock, half a calendar. I loved it. Half the, the statue. The wallpaper yeah. was in stripes, which I guess oh, was is it? half. <laughs> it, yeah. The wallpaper was put down in like pieces, so and then like, and then he starts when he says, panel he, was um, yeah. "Membo delicatum, whatever." Yeah, when he's like, yeah. "It's so good, though." He's such a good actor, and he's so w- weird and like whimsical because it's mean. And you're <laughs> you so it. confused, like, what is? Why are they being so cruel to this kid? But it yeah. is the way the world is. It, the world is kind of cruel to kids because kids have no power right and he was trying so hard to be good do you think that it was his last big test for charlie of i'm going to be really mean yeah. to this kid yeah. and charlie could have said like well fuck this but, guy yeah. i'm gonna take your everlasting gomp stopper and go like but on principle yeah hundred thousand dollars but yeah. he sets it on the desk yeah, yeah. well i mean i guess mm-hmm. i'm putting words words on his mouth when i say i don't want it what do you think he was doing when he did that 
he's just like, I just want to go home. Here's yeah. like, here's what all of this bullshit is with this everlasting gobstopper. I just want to go home to my family. I think what Charlie was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like, I'm just going to leave this here for this like Keep it. sad, deranged man that <laughs> you choke on was it. Yeah. just yelling at me. Peace out. Yeah. Because he's, cause he's so. so pure. And you know, this is actually a moment in the Tim Burton movie that I think is really well done. Especially with the performance of little Freddie Highmore. Of that when he says, Charlie, you won. You're going to come and live with me in my factory. And when Charlie says, well, I'm going to take my family with me. And Willy Wonka is just like, nope. And the little look, the look on little Freddie Highmore's face of, well, then I don't want to go. Yeah. And just the performance of that little kid just breaks your heart. And then, true. And then so there's hard. the whole scene of the Tim Burton movie when he tracks down Charlie and he's shining shoes. And yeah, just well, I can picture that the actor, little yeah. the little performance on the Freddie Highmore's face when he's talking about. Well, I met Willy Wonka, and he really wasn't that big of a deal. He was kind of an asshole, mm. and just like the look on Freddie's face when he's saying that, I think is so good. Yeah, that's kind of the sections of the Tim Burton movie that I think people, when remembering back, kind of overlook. It's all of his performance that I think kind of makes that movie worth going back and revisiting and on this it's all it's it's both of of their they do both and 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 to his credit grandpa joe too those three adults really do anchor the whole movie and like without that all the uh, everything else is too harsh Mm -hmm. um it is very whimsical and that's i guess like my way in every time is the the whimsy and the the colors and everything but um there is a sense of there's some meat there's some richness to it and it's right here like even though it's troubling and you're like what's going on you are leaning in just going there's some humanity happening right here there's something moral happening right here whatever it is and then he very gently puts his hand and he says some quote about across the desert or the yeah what does he say i don't even remember oh no he says um a weary i don't know maybe we can google it yeah he says some not allegory but um yeah, as he does every, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. the way through. And then we go over to the glass elevator. Yeah, kind of. See, that's what freaked me out as a sure. kid. The, grass, the, glass, the glass elevator. The glass. Like, okay, so is, I do think this, this movie's. I do think this movie's ending is. I don't really know if they knew exactly how to end yeah. this movie because it's not like they were going to be making the glass elevator into an entire movie because that Which is a they are that is a now, whole that is a whole separate book that I don't think at the time of that we're just thrown in the glass elevator. It'll be a crazy scene. I wonder if that book was written before or after the movie. Oh, I don't remember. I think it was probably before. I don't know, though. It That book is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. Like, what I do love about The Glass Elevator is, again, we're going to this. We're traveling vertically. And it's there is a relief in, like... They kind of like you see them just sort of like sit down in the elevator and rest for a second to just look at the view and it, and it and then the music and, and the movie's over and it's and it, it's really it's, when it sinks in that Charlie's life has changed for the better that he's going to move into this chocolate factory with his family. Um, we aren't really talking about the Oompa Loompa in the room. That there is a new <laughs> Willy Wonka movie that is coming out at the end. That's of what the I was year. wondering if that has any. Uh, so that I believe is a prequel. Yeah. That it is a young Willy Wonka starting the factory. I don't know a lot about this movie. I know that... It's Timothée Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Millennial I know that Quint King is going to be playing <laughs> Willy. I know or, that Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Since Roald Dahl said, and you can actually see footage him, of him saying this, um, that he will never play so fast and loose with movie rights um, because of the experience with this. Um, mm-hmm. At least with James and the Giant, no, really with Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, and Fantastic Mr. Fox, the 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 remakes or the 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 filmed adaptations. version the adaptations yeah. are stunning and perfect. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are yeah. perfect. They are, and it's hard to get something just right with a certain tone. When I watched the Matilda the musical, I couldn't believe it. The amount of actual like scientific based public information, I believe I, – I need to look into this. I've been telling myself I'm going to Google it. When I was watching it, I was thinking there's actual attachment theory happening in this the musical remake that just came out in December of whatever, mm-hmm. 2022. That was the, sta- the film stage version on Netflix that – it's almost like there's a nonprofit associated with Roald Dahl like corporation that makes sure that there is con- content that is healthy for children. And there's an actual moment in the Matilda musical where Miss Honey actually sort of tells Matilda to be safe and never to trust someone. I don't remember exactly. It was about bullying actually. Okay. And um and so it is lovely because it seems like they're made in in with children's health in mind even though they're sure can be a little intense Mm -hmm. and the um that james and the giant peach um stop animation is just so stunning and beautiful and the songs are beautiful Mm -hmm. and um they really i don't know because it's a weird world to capture the bfg is another one that's they've done they have been very careful i never saw the spielberg bfg that one is probably the weirder of these i never really cared for the book the bfg as a kid too so you didn't not really a like a movie that I sought after just because I never cared for the book as a kid. Um, I mean, the cast of this new Wonka movie is really, it's really great. Uh, Olivia Coleman, Sally Hawkins, wow. Hugh Grant allegedly is playing an Oompa Loompa. So we'll, just we'll see today. how that works yeah. out. Mm-hmm. What? It's going to be out uh, Christmas week. And they must mm-hmm. have consulted with the doll estate, except that this is not like, is there something written? There's, did, did, I don't think did, there's any, I think this is an original script inspired by charlie and the chocolate factory i bet Mm -hmm. they got a lot of it from the great glass elevator because the great glass elevator i think alludes a little bit more to the beginning of of where it all comes from to the wonka backstory yeah i don't know if i'm i've read it but it's been a long time since i've read it. i'm assuming that he does not come from the uh his father was a dentist like in the tim burton movie Christopher Lee plays his father. Yeah, I didn't know that. that. Mm-hmm. It's just so Edward Scissorhands. That whole part is just <laughs> so Edward Scissorhands that I'm like, uh, yeah. Because Edward Lee was literally contemporaries with, um, and the uh, Grizzly Reaper moaning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, as in who from Drag Race says, "We shall see, Serena Cha Cha. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Um." But that's the future. Well, I think right now, uh, this has been a very uh, intense forensic diagnosis. I'm so glad we made it. Jared, I'm glad that we sat down. I feel like maybe I was just in a bitchy mood when I wrote that post, (laughs) that I was being a little harsh on this movie. A movie that I do do like. I mean, I've already acknowledged I was was unhinged. I do have a background (laughs) with this movie. It is a movie that I like. Unhinged. But... What I like about reflecting about it now, especially yeah. in our revisit, 
yesterday because we all sat down together to watch it is I do appreciate the weird elements of the script and the weird tone issues that this director is really swinging for the fence with this movie and he is not yeah. playing it safe. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. when when Bjork is pushing her child at the airport and her luggage in the nineties. Yeah, no. And then there's that, that uh, journalist that comes up at her with a microphone yeah. and she turns into that polar bear. And absolutely that was me. Oh, you were coming for my child and it was self-defense and it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. <laughs> this is our, That's this is our funny. full house moment where they're, where we're sitting down with, uh, That's I'm what like, I was hoping for. I'm, yeah. I'm DJ Tanner and you're, um, Danny and you're Danny. I'm not, I'm, we're having I'm a moment. definitely <laughs> Michelle because I, it was just sort of a very young guttural sort of place that I came from at that time. So then who am I? Am I like uncle Jesse in this situation? Oh, I know that, um, Peter is definitely on Becky. No, I don't know. I'm just shooting <laughs> from that now. Just making stuff up. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jared, again, for coming on. Think this was difficult to get made, this particular episode, but we did it. <laughs> I resisted, but I'm okay. glad that we did it. None of our wigs, mm-hmm. we never, none of us snatched each other's wigs. No, no. Wigs, wigs are intact. firmly in place. We were watching it. We were, I was, we were wearing wigs last night <laughs> while we were watching some of these <laughs> we programming. Were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were. It was a wig trading party. But um, yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you much, so much, love Jared. Your, mm-hmm. your uh, analysis of these. We will play you things. out with some uh, musings we'll of this movie. I think this movie has some beautiful songwriting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, until <laughs> next and then, time. And then right now it starts like you and Grandpa Joe or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not that, don't play me out to that we, song. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I think it's about that time. Time to say a great big shout out to all of our wonderful patrons. A wonderful hello. Thank you so much. We love you to all of our patrons, including Chris, Andrew, Laura, Retmich, Thomas, Dan C, Dan H, Whirly Flower Frog, Brenna, Jessa Rabbit, Lawrence, Danielle, Lisa, Alexis, Thomas, Mark, Jackson, Millie, Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Heather, Muffy, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emla, Melly, Aaron, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you guys so much. Head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for uh, lots of fun and additional content uh, starting this very weekend, actually, let's see, today's Friday. That means tonight there's going to be a brand new season of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, All-Stars. It's All-Star Season 8. And Scott and I are going to be reviewing each episode each week, and that's going to be for our patrons. First episode is going to be on the main feed, so that'll be free for everyone. But if you like it, then head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay, and you'll be able to sign up and listen to all the bonus content that we have on there, including the new uh, Drag Race All-Star season, plus all of our additional bonus episodes, like our Watch of Us commentary tracks. So head on over, check that out, do that. Thank you so much. We'd also love it if you would rate and review the show. Head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if that's how you listen, and give us a five-star rating. And you can also write us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. All new reviews will uh, get read on an upcoming episode. Five-star ratings and reviews help us out to get seen. They help, uh, you know, the show get kind of spread out on all those platforms, and it just helps us a lot. And 
We love reading those reviews. So thank you so much if you've already posted one. And thank you in advance for writing one and posting it now. You can follow us on all the socials. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Facebook. And we are at MTMUGPod on Twitter. You can also follow our personals if you'd like. My name is Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on Instagram. Um, oh, I'm also on Twitter, but we don't really engage that much anymore. But we're still there. Uh, Scott is uh, Scott Youngballer on Instagram. And you can follow his Letterboxed. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope to hear from you next week. Thanks. Bye.